What's up, everybody? How goes it? You know what I'm saying? K Pasa, uh, V Gates, Ola, all the things. I hope everybody's doing real good. Um, I know Chris and I are. And that's why you're only going to hear Chris and I this week. Right. If you're like, who's Chris? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you in just a minute. First, welcome to Weekly Games Chat. You, Of course, this is a... Uh, a podcast that comes out every Wednesday, and we talk about video games and all things related. Um, oh, normally there is. Oh, that's real funny. Um, we <laughs> right do stream there. every every um, every Tuesday, recording this here episode uh, on the Twitch TV backslash Weekly Games Chat. If you're not there, what are you missing out on? And that's real funny. I mentioned that there's no um, John this week already, and already the chat. Uh, shout out to Iron Puppy. What's up? He says, no, John, I'm out. That's hilarious. Thanks a lot. Chris and I appreciate you, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Sean. And, and you know, as always, he was at once the greatest ghost of the uh, podcast. True. And ghost, see, see, John, ghost is, we can do this all week, Chris. He has no <laughs> idea. Uh, but Chris is here, of course, as always, the production guru himself. What up, Chris? When I'm not screwing up. And for once, I think this week I nailed everything. Like I, I was like, wait, check this, check that. Okay. Check that, check. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. this first before I hit that. Hey, I hit the record <laughs> button everywhere. All right. Let's go. We right. did it. And shout out to you real quick. Um, our our friends on Twitch can see this. Normally we have a three screen kind of setup, you yeah. know, because there's usually three of us. Uh you you quickly made it a nice, beautiful looking, you know, dual screen. Uh and and our lighting's kind of cool because you're like we're Star Wars fans. We're, you know, we're nerds. We talk about things. I'm kind of like Team Blue, which is kind of like the good. <laughs> You're like got a red background rocking. You're like bad. I like to think um, of it as red versus blue because, you I, know, Xbox and Halo. That can work. Hey, that works too. And I, I'm, I'm rocking the PlayStation shirt today. Didn't even realize it. There you that, go. That's, that's, I'm, that's I'm awesome. Rocking something that looks like something else. Oh, that's a that's a really good shirt. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the if you glance at that shirt and you're used to perusing um the interwebs and before the dot com, your final three letters are H U B, you might look at Chris's shirt and go, wait a minute. Oh my left hand beer. knows that shirt. Oh it's, it's beer. Oh, okay. It's beer. Right? This is a family <laughs> podcast. Okay. This is G ratedness. We say the jokes, and you got to be smart to get them, okay? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the chat is kind of popping off a little bit. Uh, shout out to Mike. Uh, True, what up? Uh, like I mentioned, Iron Puppy was in there. Um, Simple Ricks has said, awesome shirt, Chris. He loves the shirt already. Oh, yeah. K Solomon um, needs that shirt now. So we may have to post a picture on our um, Twitter. Let everybody see the shirt. Um, Mike. Uh, comes back and says PG nah dog it's a, at least a PG-13 show <laughs> <laughs> which you know might be true at times I get but see the thing about that is like adults or people that are in the or, or I should say people in the know yeah get the jokes sure we're like the the younglings you know they they're they just <laughs> think it kind of like Spongebob Squarepants they killed the younglings <laughs> um but yeah it's just Chris and me this week and I I kind of Every once in a while, this happens. You know, sometimes it, it might be Chris and John. Sometimes it might be John and myself. Um, but it's kind of fun in a way. It's a little different, a little refreshing. That's not a diss at John in any kind of way. But it kind of 
I don't know. What about you, Chris? It makes me think, um, you know, now we're, we're halfsies this week. So we, we both got to carry our weight. We can't thirds it up anymore. That is true. It, it puts you on your game. You're like, okay, you're down. You know, I can't check out. Right. Because if I check out, then Sean's just talking to no one. <laughs> right. You I'm know. like needing feedback and I got nothing. Like, it's a terrible. Busy, busy Sean. Busy. Yeah. Mm. Going yeah, back busy. to this um, thing that uh, I said was about beer, but really it's for a different <laughs> thing. Uh, it's a different type of hub. I feel bad because, you know, this is the intro of the show. Sure. And, and normally you can feed off of at least one of us. Like you like to talk about the, um, the Marvel show that's currently airing the, uh, Falcon and winter soldier. Yeah. Uh, that concluded correct for its first season. It did. It did. It wrapped it up. Uh, and we but like I a never, good wrap up. Um, I, I never, uh, oh, I did. I think I spoiled something. I hope I didn't Chris. What'd you do? I'm going to, I'm going to say something. Oh, I'm not going to spoil it for people. But if you know, you know, right? Mm-hmm. So I was on the Twitter. Okay. And it was the Friday or Saturday after the finale. And I saw a picture of somebody <laughs> holding something iconic. And they said, I am the guy. I mean, uh, if you uh, just go to various entertainment websites, pretty much about five hours afterwards, if you didn't know yeah. they gave you additional news that pretty much told you now you know <laughs> so yeah you know it, it is what it is and, and i always tell people i'm like look if you really care about these things uh spoiler wise do yourself a favor watch it as soon as you can and just avoid the web because you just can't you know in today's day and age it, it's impossible because today's day and age especially like the end like this week right you knew that these sites probably had a good idea as far as what bigger plans were. And they, as soon as they all find out officially, they're not going to hold back. Right. They're they're They have to be the first one because they want the clicks for the people yeah. that are, you know, not tuned in right now. So it just, I hope everyone by this point has watched it that really cared about it because I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's a huge spoiler to say what happened at the end, but I oh won't say it directly. Yeah, um, I, I am one of the ones who have not watched it yet. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I have zero interest to watch it right now. Yeah. But I know in my heart of hearts that I want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the most part, it's worth watching. Um, yeah. The, I'll say I will give them a little bit of a reprieve how this all wrapped up because I know that they had to cut back what this season was originally going to be because well, uh, mainly not just because of COVID, but because the, the bad group or whatever that is in this, I'm not going to say who they are and what they're after or anything. Right. But like the group that primarily Bucky and Sam are going after in this, there was from my understanding, there was going to be a plot line where within this season where they released a virus. And of course, because of everything going on in the world, Disney said, you know, we might not go down that route. Might do something else. So that kind of, I think they had to go back and reshoot some things. Right. Right. And I don't know because of that, maybe if there are other additional things that we lost in the process, um, but on the other side of it, if you're just looking at 
how everything wrapped up. I think we can all agree that Wanda's conclusion outside of the stuff, maybe core with her and vision felt a little bit rushed. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more that here where you have two sides, like where Sam, I think his story is the one true that sign like shines through every feel, everything that happens in it throughout the season where it ends, it feels earned. It feels like a great launching point with where they're taking that character and what's coming next with it. Right. Um, for the fan side, there was some stuff like when they finally did reveals of it, it was like, Oh, Oh, they're going for the full. Okay. Okay. We're doing this. All right. That's awesome. And it looked great. Um, but then the other side of it, there are so many other little threads that are going on throughout that episode that they just come flooding like, you know, hit after hit after hit. And I would say a lot of them don't necessarily feel like they, some of them don't feel like they're truly earned and some of them kind of like how the last season of game of Thrones was, you're like, man, I wish we had a little bit more time to develop this before we got to the, to this point. Like I'm fine with what the conclusion is right for every one of them. Um, right. But it's not necessarily the best pacing to get there. And it's, it, it's obviously like, Hey, we know what the main important thing is, which is Sam. But because of that, it's like Bucky had a storyline that I felt, I was like, man, if, if you just had a few more scenes with these two characters in particular, it would have made sense. Um, John Walker, who I won't say if you haven't watched, he goes from a place of like literally last episode, completely different from where we end up. And that feels rushed. Um, there's a secondary kind of character that I almost wonder is, I'm not sure what that's going to be, but even though I wasn't surprised what the reveal was, and I think everyone who had been following this kind of knew where we were going with it. It, it still just felt very quick and sudden. Um, and so that's what she, Oh, never mind. <laughs> right. So uh, that's, yeah, that's you, where it kind of drops. But you know, on the other side, like I said, there's, there's really good emotional beats and even, Solomon just posted one person, uh, a character on there that I won't say here, but even his part in this was, uh, it didn't make sense. It it just like, it had an error in there and it, it, that kind of baffled me too, where I was like, wait, you showed us the last episode, him doing this. And now all of a sudden he's here. What? This doesn't make sense. Um, so like, those are the parts where, I'd have criticisms, but overall it's still enjoyable. It's still a fun journey. Um, and if you're a Marvel fan, I think there's a lot to be happy with. All right. Um, you guys who are Marvel fans and are fans of, uh, this show, mm-hmm. be happy that he was that nice to that show because boy, do we got a treat for you in about 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Um, you know, uh, there is no John this week, so he can't retort with something like, you know, um, yeah. the other show you mentioned was better and things like that, which I kind of miss. So shout out to John. He'll be back next week, you know, so have that that thing. I, I, I'm interested to see his thoughts then. Let's remember to bring that up. Yeah, sure. When he gets back. Are you watching anything else this week? I know normally disclaimer, guys, we, we have Chris and John, sometimes myself. We have a gem of a recommendation for a show to watch, right? Yeah. This week, 
if you put it on Netflix and see, I'm bringing this up because our friend Circle brought this show up. It's called Shadow and Bone. Yeah, I watched all of that. Uh, and Chris has already watched all of it. He was excited about it, right? You, I, I was definitely open to it. I, I, yeah. I have not read the books. You know, Mike yeah. was just like, hey, I, like I saw a review on it and it seemed to be positive. So I was like, okay, what is this? And I checked it out and I was like, okay, I could be down with this. Let's, let's see what's all about. You know? Right. Um, right. And it's, uh, yeah, for the most part, pretty solid show. Um, I think it's, um, it's one of those things where maybe where, as I said, Winter Soldier felt like the ending was rushed. Right. Right. It was kind of like the opposite, like where in the beginning, there's, there's a couple of threads that they're setting up for various characters. Right. Right. I think for the good majority of the season, most people, when you're watching this, you're going to be focused on the main plot line. That's going to be what hooks you. That is really good stuff. Uh But even as the season progressed and I got into the later ones and all of a sudden these secondary characters were early on, I was almost urged to skip past parts with them. Cause I was just like, I want to get back to this main thing. Screw you guys. I don't know what the heck you guys <laughs> Screw are doing. You guys. I'm like, out. They were like setting up a robbery <laughs> and heist and all this. And I was like, I don't care about this. And like, there was another girl got kidnapped or something. But like, as I started to see how everything coalesced together, Ooh, it was it was a very satisfying finale where I'm like, ooh, I wonder what the next chapter of this is. Like, you know, because right. it, it does give you a very good arc and conclusion to this season, but you you know that there has to be more coming. So, you know, I, I'm just <laughs> I'm just I'm just interested to see. And I, I don't know anything about this series. I haven't really read up or anything. So, you know, well, I, I, got, I, I can't wait that, to see what goes next. Um, Ego, um, I don't know. Make sure uh, we set our volume at a mid-level. And um, for you guys listening only on the podcast download, there was someone in chat asking if our volume is off. Oh, um, well, they check. have different volumes, so. Yeah, just double check your volume if you're checking out on Twitch. Make sure you're middle to up um, and kind of go go that way with that. Hopefully, hopefully it fixes it-ish. Um, uh, we got a question coming in live after that response, Chris, or is there any interest? You said you didn't read the books after watching this. Any interest to read the books now? No, no, I'm good. <laughs> I've, I've read enough fantasy in my life. He's like, man. can I download it on my iPad? And is it a comic book? You right. Know? Yeah. I'm reading if invincible not, right now. And that's enough. <laughs> I, um, I'm going to probably watch it next after I conclude the last kingdom. Um, I'm on season four, episode 10 of that. I love it to death. Uh, I tried to watch that episode recently and I had friends. Perfect timing. I had to pause it and we made jokes about it. I love my friends. So that's, that's what's up. I do have a question. This is for, you know, we could possibly have chat input from Twitch or I, I need to ask you this because I talk a lot about recording on Tuesday. You can see us on Twitch live on Tuesday doing that. The show comes out on Wednesdays. But I bring up Taco Tuesday a lot, and I, I say tacos. I'm going to have tacos, right? So then I got the thinking, uh, and this could be a hack question. You know, I might put a poll. I, I may put a poll out on Twitter. But what's the better day, right? Taco Tuesday mm-hmm. or Pizza Friday? Let's be honest. Taco Tuesday. Are you saying that from an adult standpoint, or do you think that's been a most of your life thing? I think the only way it would be pizza friday for me is if i lived in new york 
Because then it would really, True. it wouldn't even be pizza Friday. It would just be pizza lunch every day. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, it's funny. I brought up uh, at the place I work, I brought that up that, you know, I've been one of the fortunate ones to have traveled to the Mecca of pizza. Yeah. Uh, that is that is New York. And I've had pizza. I've had the minerals in the water that makes everything taste better. And yeah, it's it's hard to argue that if that was your pizza area and that's where you got pizza from, Pizza Friday. Well, um, chat's chiming in. They're saying pizza's more of an everyday thing. You're not wrong at all, right? But there is something about it's Friday, you know, like I think this from my youth. Let's order a pizza. Let's watch some movies, whatever. You know, the whole blockbuster, go get a movie. Or when you were younger, TGIF on TV and, and get a... um you know, get a pizza. But I think taco Tuesday is the thing for me too. I think there's, it's got a nice ring to it. You know, um, I think it's the thing. I think LeBron yeah. James would prefer you, uh, choose taco Tuesday as well. Cause he owns that. <laughs> does he own, does he own taco? Like he trademarked it. I think he's got a company called taco Tuesday. Taco. Can you do that? I guess you got a company. LeBron James. Still- LeBron James. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm I'm not gonna stop saying Taco Tuesday. Like, and if I need if we need to plug, you know, we Space can Space Jam coming out this uh July. <laughs> we can get some fees heading this way. I'll plug the crap out of LeBron James's <laughs> Taco Tuesday truck. Um, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the news, but some things have been coming news. out that I think are are quite interessante. Oh. At first, a few weeks back, I think I brought it up here on the show. They're basically admitting um, some of the footage that was out about like the military recorded of unidentified spacecrafts. They're basically confirming UFOs. Uh, uh, they don't know what they flying are. Flying objects. Let's get it right. <laughs> objects. Okay. We yeah. can call it what we want. Right. But they're confirming. They don't know what this stuff is. Yeah. Then I read today that it just came out, confirmed in 2018, an asteroid hit Earth. E-Earth. Right. That happens a lot. Right. We don't hear about it. How does it miss things? And I remember watching a a video on YouTube. I think it was when I think it may have been the asteroid from 2018. It was uh, oh, the Russia, Russia one. Yeah. And it, there's like a bunch of different recordings of what streaking across the sky, sky or whatever. How much like what if what if we are just blind and they don't tell us anything, but they're just aliens out there, man. <laughs> well what sean so statistically much? speaking there probably are there aliens be, right? out there the question is do they really have the time resource or, or desire to come to or Earth? did they already come to er <laughs> wipe out the dinosaurs and they moved on and and then on Fair. top of that the stuff that's happening on mars right now the little the little airplanes and robots they got going on they converted carbon dioxide to oxygen but that's that's big news right yeah, it let's is. be honest um, it's going to set up future missions. The for people future. To go to the future. And I think it was John or somebody maybe that brought up, well, when we mess this earth up and there's only carbon dioxide, why don't they bring that technology here? I and said then that. this week, you said that. That was <laughs> yes. you, right? I was like, and then I think we have a more pressing manner. Right, like right you know? now. Yeah, you did say that. And then today I saw they released video of the little, the little, uh, I don't want to call it a plane. It's like a, yeah, it almost looks like a Star Wars thing. They it flew up and it's got the first aerial footage of the Martian surface ever. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Is stuff. that not that's pretty cool, right? We're smart, like us humans. Dude, humans are smart <laughs> from Earth. You minds. <laughs> Only do I wish chat 
Um, and it, maybe the audio comes through for those not in chat. I'm drinking my drink today out of a mason jar, but sadly, it's only Coke Zero. Oh, sadly. Um, and I know you have a plan. I can't ask John what he's drinking this week, but you have a plan, and we can at that point let folks know um, what you may or may not be drinking in just a moment or two. You got anything else you want to throw in on the intro? What are we looking like on time? I can keep talking. Um, Oscars were this week, and I usually talk about that. You do? So let's uh, let's give Chris the floor for a minute and thoughts and prayers on the Oscars this week. Because it was, it was different, right? Yeah, it was different. I didn't even watch them. Uh, I watched the highlights, which is weird for me to say. But, right. you know, uh, apparently no one watched them. So that, that was a running theme. <laughs> Um, um, wasn't, didn't really have anything I was upset with on who won or whatever. Right. I probably right. wouldn't have picked no man land, but I watched it. It was a really interesting movie. It's quite depressing. If you want that, um, I didn't even know about that movie. I mean, that's not uncommon for me prior to Oscars. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know some of those, but it's a, it's I, very interesting. Cause it feels like you're watching something that's a documentary, but is not, you know, it's right, people right, acting. Right. So props to that. Um, the I didn't get the controversy. Well, I do get the controversy. Everyone was upset that old Black Panther did not win uh in his final performance. And I right. would just tell people maybe go watch the movie that beat him because I watched it and I think it's a better movie than the one he did, which is Ma Rainey's uh Black Bottom. And uh yeah, it's worth checking out. And, you know, I think it was probably the dumbest decision ever to for the Oscars to decide to delay the uh, the announcement for best actor to the very end. And they got what they deserved. They should have just done what they always do, which is and with best picture. And they wouldn't have had this problem. So, yeah, you know. it, reading the the headlines, it was almost like the Oscars wanted to end or the the show the Academy wanted to end the show like on a, on a Chadwick like yeah. tribute thing, which would have been very cool, but it, that's different from what they normally do. Yeah. Um, and you're not, you know, you did take the time to go watch the movie that won the father, Anthony Hopkins, you said was phenomenal. Yes. When you got done watching it or today on um, when we hung out, you told me that it actually stirred some feelings up. Like, oh yeah. I mean, if, if anyone's ever had a relative who's suffered from Alzheimer's or uh, dementia, anything like that, this movie does a great job of uh, capturing not just that plight of what I think a lot of people have done movies on it, like what it's like from someone afar, right? Like the, the relative that has to deal with the uh, parent that's going through this or just, or just, you know, in real time, what, what it looks like, which is that it's can be quite disconcerting very suddenly, you know, everything's yeah. fine. And then the next moment, the the parent is just kind of in their own little world and you we wouldn't know what they're seeing or what they're feeling right this movie right. kind of tries to flip it and actually show from the other perspective at the same time just how disorienting this these diseases are and mm -hmm. how it cripples you and breaks you down to where you think you understand reality whereas you know you just don't have the ability anymore to to figure out what's happening when who is who what is real right what is not and i think that's why this got 
all of a sudden a lot of push, like in, yeah. in one out of nowhere. The other reason I think of one is a lot of people buy into these big sentimental, good feel good narratives of award seasons. And they almost end up dying at the Oscars every time. Not always, you know, but a lot of times they die out because the voters of the Oscars are going to sit there and go, you know, I like Chadwick and he gave a great performance and I'm sure everyone's going to vote for that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go and check the one that I really liked, you know, that I really felt connected with me and everyone ends up doing that. And all of a sudden, everyone's like, you know, you remember a couple of years ago, John, he's a huge Stallone fan. There was a yeah. huge push for Stallone to and win then, that Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it happened with Michael Keaton too. Also a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, Lady I'm, Gaga I'm when she did uh, uh shallow. <laughs> yeah. Shallow and all that. Cause we all love that. You know, we love, um, you like a good story. I mean, yeah. You know, something makes you feel yeah. good, but then yeah. you, the fact of the matter is the people are voting for Oscars. They're voting for specific things and i'm not going to say they're like pure and they're always right you know of right. course it's all subjective but um you know a lot of times those narratives they they end up dying out when you get to the oscars well let me ask you this and that kind of leads into this question you know uh, chadwick boseman had won um a golden globe and a sag award leading into this the oscars yeah. mm-hmm. is it nor is is that a common thing that that can happen you win the golden globe you win the sag but then you get I don't even want to say the word snub because I'll tell you why in a minute, but you don't win the Oscar. A lot of times. Yes. But usually it's the Holy Trinity is, I wouldn't say golden globe. It's usually, you know, let's not even say Trinity. Let's say the, the duo that I think a lot of times will point you in the right direction is SAG. uh, And then the BAFTA, which is the British Academy screen, because a lot of times they will be ahead you know, they will be the last check where, especially if they're and this was a British movie, right? Mm-hmm. That that's where all of a sudden the push comes from because it wins a BAFTA and everyone steps back. That's voting for Oscars and goes, wait, why'd that win? And they make sure to go check out the movie. You know, that's, that's the kind of thing you see. Golden Globes is not a gate, a, a great predictor of things. In the, okay. That's, that's kind of cool to know. Yeah. You know, they're, they're well, kind of the cool. more lighthearted one. They're they're more they're the fun event, you know. Not no. yeah. They're all at the tables and drinking, and Ricky yeah, Gervais is making fun of them to their face. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, in a show of class, which was exactly what Chadwick Boseman was. Mm-hmm. Uh, his brother Derek has come out and basically said the family, you know, they don't view the win yeah. by Anthony Hopkins as a snub at all. Yeah. Uh, and let me read this quote: um, Derek, which is uh, Chadwick's brother. Um, told TMZ that the family wishes Hopkins and his family all the best because as Derek put it, Anthony would do the same if Chadwick had won. Yes. So, and that's, that's class. I, I think uh, it would have been the same if Gary Oldman had won. And yeah, like, you I know, I, I personally like, I really liked Gary. I like of all those actors, Gary Oldman is probably my favorite actor and he has never won. And yeah. I would be ecstatic if that man had won for, for Mank which was probably my favorite movie of all the ones that were that I've seen oh. at least that were up for right. the awards. Right. So, right. I would, even though I was totally fine with Anthony Hopkins winning, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, you know, look, this should be an achievement. And sometimes the achievement goes to not who has the best story out there. As far as narrative, you know, in press, it goes to 
who people just think was the best that year, you know? And yeah, that's the way it is. And yeah, Anthony Hopkins didn't think he was going to win. He's, he slept. He, he woke up the next morning and got on Instagram, thanked everyone and, uh, gave a shout out to Chadwick. So, you know, that's really, he's an awesome dude too. Yeah. And that's, that's good. I think that's going to happen more often than not the, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the actual brother and sisterhood of actors Mm -hmm. support each other. And it's, and I almost feel like John saying this, it's almost like the media wants to find a fake narrative. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, social media definitely yeah. wants to. I, I would God, say I if you're a fan of Chowie, if you liked him in Black Panther and, and you haven't really checked out a lot of his other stuff, maybe say for like Jackie Robinson, which I would guess is the movie that most people saw before, right? They ever saw him as Black Panther. Go right. watch like Get On Up in his uh, performance as James Brown. Go watch uh, Marshall, which is about him as a young Thurgood Marshall. You know, go watch The Five Bloods from last year and go watch Ma Rainey. You know, those are all really good films and he shines in all of them. So just do that. Just just do that, Chris says. That's awesome. I I mean, if you're good with it, man, I think that's a good place to kind of kind of hit the old pivot table. Okay. Um, I mean, if you're good with it. No, yeah, we, we went along, add, so. That's <laughs> what. All right, so first of all, I need to clear something up. Yeah. I'm going to tear down the fifth wall one time. So, you know, when you watch The Office, uh, the joke, the, that's what she said joke, um, kind of was, it's kind of being, it's kind of thought as being born there. So if you ever hear me say something to this effect on this show, <laughs> that's what I'm doing without actually saying that's what she said. There so, you go. There it is. I don't want you guys to go, what in the hell is Sean doing when he does that? <laughs> um, that's it. Fifth wall is back up, and we are going to do our pivotness to less topicness. you have made it you have made it to the promised land of topic time thank you for hanging around hey if you if you just fast forwarded all the way to this point thank you you know you wanted to hear what we got to say about the topic which you read as what chris is about to announce um hopefully you know we do have folks in the chat twitch.tv backslash weekly game chat we do have folks in the chat we hope they know we're not going to give spoilers, so don't give spoilers uh, to someone who maybe has not seen the topic. Um, you know, we try to dance around that until we announce that we're ready to do spoilers. So no worries here. We're going to do our best to tiptoe um, around everything. So here we go. Chris, can you enlighten the fine folks who listen to our show? <sighs> okay, hold on. Of what the topic is, and the chat is hilarious right now. I just gonna gotta need, say that. We're going to need a few of these. Oh, the past Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Classic American beer. Is that... Wait, no, that's not the banquet beer, right? That's Coors. No, this is the Blue Award winning <laughs> ribbon beer. Okay. Yeah. know what it technically says. Does it actually say? I don't know. I don't know what it actually says. It no. Well, matter. it was selected as America's best beer 
1893. So, you know, it's been a while since they've been on the top. I but think in 1893, they had one beer against it. <laughs> you know, that's not right. fair to put that on a can, right? All right. Well, let's Whatever. do it, buddy. Here it goes. Let's topic, 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 topic. Do it, buddy. The topic is Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I tried to do very, it. Very, very nice. Fun very fact. Nice. In this movie, yeah. Jax has the same size arms as me. That's funny. <laughs> and it starts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it starts. Oh. Well, um, if you saw this movie, chances are, um, you, you, oh, I should say you had two ways to see this movie. Two you ways. Like Chris and I, you watched it on HBO Max, which was fun I think, fact about that, Sean. What? Apparently, more people in the first two days watched Mortal Kombat on HBO Max than they did in the first five days uh, for Godzilla versus King Kong. But that is flip, a, that's a fun. flip side. Uh huh. More people went to the theater to watch a lizard and a monkey fight than they did to watch. Right. Sub-Zero. So right. I guess it kind of balances out. But Right. Uh, it's crazy to see how how uh, people are viewing the movie. Uh, apparently, Google users really like the movie. If you go to IMDb, they're meh about it. Rotten Tomatoes, it's, uh, it's at a 55%. Uh, and Metacritic has it at a... 44 44%. That doesn't matter. You know that we it do take doesn't matter. We we take reviews into consideration, but we also do our own thing. Uh we put the work in and we put in how long was this movie Chris? 2 hours and like 15 minutes runtime or something no, like that. I don't that. think it's that long. It was a uh, it was 110 minutes. So technically the complete runtime. Short of 2 There's hours. There's no previews. Yeah. yeah, just short of 2 hours. Um I got to say I don't I don't know what prompted me to, maybe because I knew it was Mortal Kombat the movie. But mm-hmm. I went in uh with you know, you know, low expectations, right? Yeah, that's where were, I were, that's where I came in. I was like <laughs> they were you know, were it was kinda level. like when we went to go uh well, I can't remember. Did you go with us to Sonic or did you just go with us to Detective Pikachu? Was it just me just and John who Pikachu. went to go Sonic? You and John went to see Sonic. Yeah, yeah. when I went to yeah. go see Sonic last year, I yeah. was like it's a blue hedgehog that eats chili dogs. <laughs> oh my god! I'm, I'm not asking for a lot here, you know. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I um, the hype train that was not choo chooing for your boy Sean to watch the movie. Um, I gotta be fun. I gotta be. I gotta be frank. You know, upfront, legit. I watched it because I could watch it, and for free isn't isn't the right thing to say because I pay for an HBO max subscription. Everybody knows that, but I get to watch a movie. But you already have it. So why not? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I watched it and, and, and I mean, it, how do I say that? It was, it was, it was an easy watch because you don't have to be smart to figure out what's going on. No, it's not gonna, it's not gonna pull a memento on you and have you thinking the whole time. Interstellar. Know? This is not <laughs> right. It's and, and I don't think it's supposed to be. No, doesn't but, need to be, but it doesn't need to be. But what, what Chris and I think found out is that at times they almost tried to take themselves a little too serious. Yeah. Um, the one time they took themselves seriously and it works 
is the opening. I don't think anyone will disagree. That opening, by far, may be the best thing I've ever seen in a Mortal Kombat film that's live action. Uh, You know, which isn't saying too much, but like it takes classic stuff that people who are fans of Mortal Kombat will like. And I think that scene gives you what you want and it hits its tone. It's it's good and serious. And I was like, when I got done with that first little part, I was like, all right, maybe we got something here. Right. Um, and, and then it just kind of doesn't know, does it want to be somewhat serious or does it not? It, it definitely struggles with that at times. Right. It, it, and it does. And I think the answer is unequivocally, it doesn't want to take itself too serious because true of, of these, like these, these nuggets that they throw in. Yeah. Uh, that completely, I'm not, I'm talking as, as quick as you can snap your fingers took me out of, Oh, that's right. This is a movie. Like it, it completely took me out of it. Yeah. And and this is, as I'm watching really horrific, you know, think if, if everybody who listens to this podcast, hopefully knows the mortal Kombat, the video game, right? <laughs> you know, that you're supposed to, do finishing moves on people and end them right so this is in the middle of watching that kind of stuff on screen that a line is said and i go what why did they just do that um and yeah. it that's that those are the moments where they're trying to tell you hey we're not taking ourselves too seriously or or, or maybe in their minds you know it was let's pay let's add this little sprinkle of homage yeah um to the franchise and uh listen i'm not i i'm not at a place where i'm gonna you know agree with metacritic like it's 44 percent terrible it wasn't it's how do i explain this the movie is watchable very much so um i would say if you are a if you're a hardcore fan of the series yeah. And the things you care about are I've got this checklist of things that are in Mortal Kombat that I love the video game. And I want to see a live action, modern live action, not 90s version of that. Then if that's all your bar is, then you'll probably be okay with it. Right. Yeah. Like, and like, I think whenever these movies are made, in my opinion, I, the, the term I've always heard, and I think they are a very fair point is you call these checklist movies, which is to say, take any movie where it's about something that's nostalgic, right? Could be your transformers, could be your GI Joe's, your a team. Star Turtles. Wars has become a nostalgic film in this last yeah. trilogy. Yeah. Um, like, and there's this idea in the studio where you're like, we have to have these checklist things that get you the hardcore hyped and feeling like, Oh, I remember when I played Mortal Kombat and Liu Kang would do the bicycle kick. Oh, I remember when, you know, Raiden would do his lightning attack or, you know, sub zero would blast someone with ice and Scorpion would go get over here. You know, those kinds of things. Right. And you're going to make sure you put those things in there because everyone who is hardcore, if you didn't right, yeah, they're going to hate you for not having it in there. 
flip side, they're going to love you for putting it in there, especially if you just do it halfway decent. Uh, and then the other side when they make these movies is, okay, we've got those. Now, how do I get the common man in here? And a lot of times when these movies kind of suck or just basic at best, it's because they don't do a good job on the other half, right? Versus like, say, take someone like Marvel, who is the king of it. Because I guarantee you, the majority of you people listening out here, I hate to bust your chops. You didn't know much about Iron Man when that first came out. The majority, right. Yeah. And you didn't, you certainly didn't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy or Doctor Strange, you know, those deep cuts. But they gave you a bunch of characters that are fun, relatable, right? They're wisecracking the whole entire time so that you're willing to give a shot to like when all of a sudden you say there's a talking raccoon whose best friend over here is a tree and well, you'll be I, fine with raccoon it. curses though. You yes. Know, yes. He's funny. Yeah, right. He's a foul mouth raccoon. Yeah. Call him a raccoon one more time. You know, you'll be fine <laughs> for all the kind of crazy stuff that they're going to throw at you that right. all the big fanboys are going to be like, Oh, that's awesome. They're doing that. You know, that yeah, they're going to yeah. gobble up. So, you know, that's the balance. That's the hard part. Right. And I personally, just to get to the nuts and bolts of this, Sean, I don't think they did a very good job <laughs> of giving <laughs> something. I don't want your life. <laughs> out, with the exception of one character, I will say this. I will be fair. There is one character they did a really good job with in this movie. And I'm sure it's the same one. You yeah, would probably think of it. Kano. Kano is Kano's off the chain. Kano yeah. is the best part of this movie. Kano. Yeah. And I, as someone who is a Mortal Kombat fan. I would you, not expect that. Yes. He is by far <laughs> usually a laughing stock, you know, in, yeah. in the series. But uh, the way they play him and, and use him as having these witty li- uh, one-liners, right? He has like a part where he looks at Liu Kang and just goes, all right, Magic Mike, put your shirt back on. You know, I can't do that justice, but... <laughs> The I way, literally laughed out loud at yeah. Kano's one-liners. Like it was, it was good. He he is uh, the back that this movie should have probably been put on, because every time he's not talking, the rest of the characters, they, they just felt oh. like they were something was. I don't know how to explain it. Um, so K Solomon in chat, um, he says, or I'm sorry, I should say they say. I think I'm more into the campiness of the movie. Something you can watch on a rainy day with a beer. And that's in a way yeah. that's a testament that this kind of movie, you don't have to feel like when you sit down, like when you watch, I'm going to say Titanic sure, or something and like that's that, fine. where you're like, where you, you know, you can get up and go do something else. You don't feel like you're missing out on a lot. I think and maybe you, you have your favorite parts of the movie and that's a cool thing too. You know, I'll give you just this year in comparison, you know, Godzilla and King Kong was that for me. Like is completely ridiculous. Hey, here's a giant lizard fighting a giant monkey and they're going to a place called hollow earth. That's in the core of the earth. Hollow. <laughs> you remember this, Sean it is like yes. a ridiculous, dumb script, but yeah, it yeah. works because yeah. one, the action scenes are top notch and it looks good. Yeah. It looks good. And two, they're, they don't the the human characters in that movie compared to like the first two Godzilla movies. I didn't watch King Kong. I know you have. They yeah, do yeah. not take themselves seriously at all. Like right. you know, Millie Bobby Brown's character in King of the Monster. I felt like that child was going to be scarred with PTSD the rest of her life 
See, John, PTO. <laughs> and, and, and when you go to Kong, though, like Kong Godzilla, right. right? She's hanging out with the dude from Atlanta and the the kid that was in Deadpool. The dude from Atlanta. Well, the you know, yes. the TV show. I mean, he re- no, I know. He, yeah, yeah. That's just funny. Um, that's, that's funny, Chris. I'm and then it was like they got the kid from um, the kid from Deadpool 2, who was hilarious in that. And they yeah. just have them saying crazy one-liners like they are nonsensical not serious at all right like i think the only kind of serious line in that is the child right and it works because she doesn't talk you know she's just there the way the way i think of when i think of this movie um like you said the intro is 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 amazing Mm -hmm. it's really good right uh and then you you're introduced to an overlying arc of why why what's happening is happening and the wife hey wife Hey, um, why, why, why what's happening is happening um and they they basically and this isn't a spoiler there's a tournament that happens is there apparently uh yeah because it's mortal combat that's part of the thing oh, and they they, okay. they say that a tournament is happening there's apparently been some that happened before the one we're on now mm-hmm. and the one we're on now is very important because if the good guys yeah us here on earth if we lose it the outer the realm is win. coming. The, and that, the bad guys win. And uh, yeah, I mean, generally that's the that's the usual setup for Moral Combat, right? Yeah, and, Earth and is that, lost that nine out ten. Theme, that's pretty pretty interessante, right? Yeah, it's enough. But the nuts and bolts in the middle, they kind of like uh, I don't know. They, they there were some stuff. There were some stuff that was good, um, but then there was some stuff that just wasn't good. Uh, some when when I say some stuff was good when the fights happened, they were good while it lasted, but they all seemed kind of. I don't like outside of uh, the first can... fight, which I don't know. Is it spoilery to say who that fight is between? Because I think they've pretty much shown it in the trailers. Well, they shown it on the trailer. It's on the poster. The first fight happens. <clears throat> Tell them, Chris. Yeah, like the first fight is the classic Sub Zero versus. Uh, Scorpion, aka at the time, uh, Hattori, uh, Hashi, I think is his name, Hatashi Hanzo, or something like that. I can't, can't quite remember his name offhand right now. Um, but like, you know, that fight is awesome. It's the one that feels long. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm sorry, <laughs> Simple Rick says, you guys are really selling. This oh, we're movie. trying. <laughs> I'm, I, I remember our point is it that maybe we do sell. It's not my job to realize. sell anything, it's my job to be honest to you. When as we far watch, as, you know. I, I, I watch what I watch. All right, let me let me stop. It, would I watch this movie again? Absolutely. It maybe it won't be in the full setting, but it, it's kind of like if, if if it comes on TV and I'm chilling and I'm in the right mindset, yes, I'll watch it for sure. Um, I, I like Mortal Kombat, I like the games. There were some people missing from this movie who were later teased that they may come into the second movie, right? And I don't know Um, why they weren't. I don't know why they weren't. That's exactly right. Yeah, Um, like, basically because the, okay, well, hold on. Let's put that on hold for a second. Getting back. Yeah, so you have Sub-Zero versus Scorpion early setup fight. That's probably the best fight in the movie because it's a long fight, right? It is showing kind of this feudal Japan battle and it's like six to seven minutes long. 
there is, even though you're just being introduced to this character, if you don't know who he is, right, that whole entire fight, like you're rooting for Scorpion. You want him to succeed. And, you know, how it sets itself up, it's very painful. And, and you, you understand what whatever his motivation going forward is going to be. He has it. It's set. It's awesome. But then the rest of the fights, they're just really quick and short. <laughs> and, I mean, <laughs> nobody like quick and short, or, or like you know, they're they're like three or four fights going on at once, and you're just consistently intersplicing between them, which kind of feels the exact opposite of what Mortal Kombat is. So, so in in some instances, um, there'll be two characters that kind of develop a um a dialogue, and and it makes sense when these two characters fight or have interactions mm-hmm. when these other side fights happen that Chris is talking about oftentimes in the movie, it's just because you have a tattoo that says you're in mortal combat. The tournament. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently you that's go, a thing. what, what Chris, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. The movie, it's not the greatest thing in the world. I don't think it meant to try to be the greatest thing in the world. I think it catered have a to lot be. to I think it catered a lot to you assuming you already knew what Mortal Kombat was. Yeah. Um and the reason I say that is I was already thinking that and I talked to my friend Mike. Well and he said he watched it with his uh his girlfriend mm-hmm. and he had to explain to her what was going on. Why did this person show up like they did or what does this mean? And if you get that, you understand why they did what they did as far as characters in this movie, because, you know, Mike is the guy who knows what moral combat is. His girl doesn't know anything. Right. The solution from the studio is to say, Hey, we're going to introduce this completely new, just generic nowhere in part of the franchise, lower history, uh character named Cole. And basically, he's going to be the conduit for the the common person, right, to latch on to. Doesn't know anything about Mortal Kombat. So whenever you need to explain anything, it's being explained to Cole uh, so that people have something they can attach to. And he, and he, like his motivations in this, they are tied to very basic things that I think they think a common audience would relate to, which is mainly family. Right. Like that's what they're going for. Um, we have some hot feedback coming in on chat and I love when we are able to, this ties in, uh, they're kind of giving us some grief, Chris, which is, you know, this is great. We're, we're causing controversy and we're not saying unions. What's sure. up? Sure. Uh, but come on, it's a video game movie. You can only do so much with the adapting story. I, I counter, I counter with Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> yeah. I What's counter up? with like, to me, that kind of excuse was used with superhero movies for so long. And there were terrible ones like in late 80s and early 90s. You know, everyone now forgets you, sir. everyone now forgets the wonderful thing that was the Nick Fury movie starring David Hasselhoff or Superman Four, Superman uh, three, even to some lesser degree. Um, Batman and Robin, you know, things like that. And it took someone coming in saying, look, you can treat the audience with respect and raise the bar to the point. Now, if you think about comic book movies, we're at a point now where even when things are just good, they're solid. They deliver. Well, (laughs) 
people are still complaining about things, right? And <laughs> whenever someone says like, oh, it's a video game movie, John hasn't, you know, talked about the show, I think, enough. And I need to go back because I really like the first season of it. Go watch the Castlevania series. That would be yeah, my I that first season. That's tight. You know, that thing uh, is awesome. <laughs> and that is even as basic as Mortal Kombat, right? Or chat, chat coming in and said, when you said Batman and Robin, some throw up may have occurred in the mouth. <laughs> as he, and as also he they're saying, the, they're saying the Hoff's Fury is know, legendary. We, we've got a series in development right now for the last of us with HBO. Does anyone want that to just be, Oh, it's a video game. Give me something basic. No, I want, Right, what and we, expe- we actually expect it to yes. be good. Yes, I want that. That's what I want. If you're going to do a video game adaptation, I expect you to look at where the shortcomings are within games. And if you're going to adapt it to a movie form, to deliver that, and you know, now, give us something you, solid. Doesn't have to be the most serious thing ever. Maybe, Sonic maybe is in the most dude, serious the Godzilla thing ever. movies were a perfect example. You know, yes. I, I brought up the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies from the uh, late '80s and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. they're looked at from you know like with when the endearment right they're they're really not great movies so we're not no. saying we are incapable of loving a not great movie um this movie just did it it wasn't the worst movie ever and i know when someone says that you're no thinking, it's not they're, they're, it's not it's just they're boring. trying to be nice it just i didn't care as i watched the movie that kano was he was our generic kind of like custom yeah like you said the conduit for the the non-fan that watched the movie well um, no not, i did or not kano you mean uh not kano. cole cole yeah cole yeah, sorry cole. thank you for that correction because that would have confused somebody like yeah but i did i did love seeing the legendary characters that i remember from the mortal Kombat franchise you yeah know? i mean like it, no one's gonna deny that it's cool to watch luke hang summon the dragon you know that's a cool awesome. thing. Doesn't matter what it is, but I would have preferred this being a thing where of what they did versus what they did. Like this is supposed to be about a tournament. Instead, we're talking about a tournament and we're talking about all these rules around the tournament. And then apparently everyone disregards the rules and, and turns even, it into even, even the else. people who are supposed to be helping you in the tournament to prepare for it, their actions don't make sense with the urgency that's at play. And I, I asked myself, I'm like, if you just made this thing where either it was a story on Scorpion, right? As far as how he gets from the events of the opening to that end fight. Right. Or Mm -hmm. it had been, here's a movie where there's going to be about four fights where we're going to give you a Liu Kang fight. We're going to give you a Sonya blade fight. Um, and we'll give you like a Jax fight and then maybe, you know, come back to round two of Scorpio and Sub-Zero at the end. And they had been like five, six, seven minute fights a piece. Right. I think that would have been better because you could have built up tension. And especially if like, like for instance, what if you'd had Jax just be regular human arm Jax for most of this. And then like, you know, you have him fight someone like Goro and at the very end, Goro rips off his arms, right? Like, and now you're wondering where's Jack's going in the future of this. That's more interesting to me than what they did with him, you know? And that's where I have the problem 
with this because like <laughs> I look at our films that are fight films, you know, Kill Bill is probably the premium one of the last 20 years in my book. Kill Bill take out Tarantino as far as what he can do in dialogue and just look at it from a fight film aspect. There are five fights in those films and they're, and they're interesting. Yes. They have different, like they have ups and downs. They have ebb and flows. And as you're watching this, you're invested because you don't know necessarily that the character you're rooting for is always going to succeed. And she doesn't always succeed. She fails at certain points. Um, that is a much more interesting film to me than what they did where it's like, here are a bunch of no name people from the outer world. And I know they're going to die because they need to die. <laughs> um, because you know, this is going to be apparently a trilogy or something, right? Is what they're saying up with this. It's just that there was no suspense ever. I never was worried or concerned. And I, I just don't think that's a great way to, to do a fight film. If you're going to do it, even like other things like the one um, from, you know, good old Jet Li and things like that. Right. Like there are plenty of great fighting films out there that are not something super serious, but they're just well choreographed fights that are interesting to watch evolve over a period of like five to ten minutes. And that's what's and, interesting. Kay Solomon chimes in again. And I want to read this because I kind of want to get into this. Right. Mm hmm. If you're adapting a game to a TV series, he says, or they say, I'm sorry, you can build your characters and story over time. For a movie, you have to cover all that in two hours, and that's where it gets sloppy. My point exactly. Why choose, if if you already plan to do this as a trilogy, why choose what we watched be hmm. your first entry into that trilogy when you are planning to set it up? Chris, Chris brought up a great point. Mm -hmm. You guys know. You know, the joke is we don't want to tell Chris he didn't, like, brought up a great point, right? But like that that scenario where he brought up Jax and how that fight could happen, yeah, makes a lot more sense than how we saw Goro yes. fight in this movie. And and like, I'm being legit. And even with Jax, like where he ends up at the end of this, it was just like, well, we took this BS thing that isn't even from Mortal Kombat for anyone who's hardcore. Like the way they explain how certain people have certain abilities in this clearly a movie adaptation thing and i'm fine with that you know whatever you're trying to simplify things i'm willing to go with it but like the way it just came about i'm like okay well that was random why did that happen for him there you know if he was already chosen and things would that have happened for him before he had what happened to him in this film like you know there's a lot of that kind of stuff right but right. for those who would say you can't do it in a two hour movie. I would challenge you this, especially if you have HBO max because it's on there. So if you watch this movie through HBO max and you thought it was great, mortal Kombat legends, Scorpion's revenge is on there. Zamma movie came out last year in 2020 includes the exact same type of opening scene that you get with this movie, right? The, the origin of Scorpion, how he gets set in his ways. Go watch that Mortal Kombat movie and tell me how a movie that is only 110 minutes does much better pacing characters and, you know, fight scenes than this one man should do in just about two hours. You know, 
I think that movie is a better Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, you know, yeah, and, I haven't watched that. Yeah, so go go check it out. Like it's probably right up there with the Castlevania series as far as adaptation anime adaptations I've seen of video game stuff where I was like, oh, this this is tight. This is really cool. Uh, and I enjoyed it. It was a blast. They're like I watched it the day after I watched Mortal Kombat, and I knew which one right away impressed me. Better. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, listen, it, I, no question. I, I like bad movies. Mm-hmm. I think all of us do. We like a bad movie. We appreciate them sometimes. And um, like I brought up before, um, what's the series uh, that I brought up? Uh, it's not U.S. Marshal. The, the Fugitive. Fugitive so the, is great. The Fugitive is a, it's a great movie. U.S. Marshal. Oh, actually, great I, man, I actually like U.S. Marshal. But I love those movies. Yeah. Like, I, th- that's a movie that I've said I can watch any time that comes on TV. Hey, man, U.S. Marshal the, had uh, Robert Downey in it. The, listen, <laughs> love that that kind. Like, I, I'm just saying, I love what I'm getting at is I don't know if I don't know yet. I may watch this movie again. I don't know if this is the movie mm. that falls into the when it's on TV, I want to stop what I'm doing and watch it for a minute. I don't know. I mean, all this kind of yet. stuff, it doesn't just apply to video games, right? When I think of a lot of the stuff that went on, especially with like Justice League, especially before the Zack Snyder cut, and even to some extent, the Zack Snyder cut. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, I look at that and I go, this could be good if you had characters that were built and people cared about and they just weren't, you know, they were just doing things. They they kind of had the joke part down, but that was about it. Um, and it doesn't matter that, you know, at that point that you have a Superman, you have an Aquaman, you have an, a, a Flash, whatever. If, if it's not working, if you're not invested in those characters, why the hell do you care when you get to the end fight? That's right. the thing, you know, that you always have to figure out. Um, you know. I, Think about I, this. When you watched Endgame, mm-hmm. you cared about that ending. Mm-hmm. And it's because they they set it up. And they made you care, right? And there's there's like little things, right? Like the fact that they had teased to you way back in Avengers 2 that Cap might be able to pick up the hammer. The fact that like since the first movie, you haven't actually seen Cap say Avengers Assemble. Things like that, right? Having the callback to Sam saying on your left to him. Like... All those little things are nice. And then when you finally get this money shot that everyone just salivates as far as fanboys, you know, it, it it's one of the best moments in like blockbuster cinema, if you ask me. Right. And I'm yeah, a guy who's critical epic. of Marvel on a lot of things. I don't think anyone would say I'm a, a white knight for them. <laughs> you know, uh, this just in there. Are tons of people. Mm hmm challenging you on that <laughs> josh would not challenge me he'd be like no that man hates him but you know i just want all i wanted for this movie was yeah i want dumb fun but i just wanted the characters that that was the case to have dumb fun too instead of fighting in outer realm and it being cool and mystical and different we're fighting in a trailer park and then, I did not care about his family at all. No. Yeah. We're fighting for a family that gets two scenes in this movie. I you cared know. more about Scorpion's family. And yes. When, if for you guys that have watched it, you'll know what I'm talking about. For those who are going to watch it, see if you disagree with us, right? The main character 
of uh, you know the guy that we said is our is our little our little for people who don't know what's going on our avatar if you will yeah our avatar if you will i do not care about him or his family no and, 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 and the the whole entire time i thought why isn't this johnny cage why didn't they just make this johnny cage johnny cage <laughs> works perfect in this role because that's what he's that, always been that's as close to a spoiler as we're going to give you yeah <laughs> we can't help it all I'm saying is, yeah, there are some characters that have been confirmed that are going to come on to the sequels, right? And I think they've and already, uh, is, I've already, I think they've already greenlit the sequel. And look, my hope is this: like, I didn't like Godzilla. I didn't like Godzilla King of the Monsters that much either. Um, but I really like Godzilla versus Kong. So I'll say they could take the criticism that they get in this film, yeah, dude, and uh, they can adjust. The best, I liked them, yeah. And th- and you guys should know where I'm coming from. Not the best movies, but they're just kind of like, hey man, dude bro, let's watch these movies, man. And they're they're fun. This movie is a dude bro fun kind of watch. It is. For but it's just uh, shout out to the chat on this because I will always agree with this. Wannabe Gamer says True Lies is one I don't change the channel when it's on, and I agree with him a hundred percent. True Lies is James Cameron doing a dumb film so dang well and having fun with it the whole entire time. You know, he's like, I've got Arnold and I'm going to have him say Arnold things and it's going to be a blast for everyone while he does this. You know, when, when he, when he shoots the rocket in that movie, he goes, you're fired, you know, things like that. Right <laughs> now. And I, I do want to say, um, I was thinking about this as we're getting ready to talk about it. You know, I I, I came in with the bar low. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hated the cheesy one-liners that that weren't done by Kano. Flawless um, victory. Uh, uh, <laughs> like it just derails me, right? And the way that they do that, oh my god! Like one character dies, oh, yes. right? Fatality, and literally utters the word fatality. Fatality out loud. As they die, you know, or like when uh, Shao Song, uh, whatever his name is, I can't remember how you say it right now, introduces reptile and goes, The reptile, you know, and things like, like, like What? Uh, okay, the get over here that Scorpion does to me, that and maybe this is me being maybe it's it's anecdotal and it's just my take on it, whatever. To me, that's cooler and it, it goes better, yes, than the. Like fatality, man. Yeah, because it's something he says in the game. It's just him right. being him, right? Like in Well, they, they say fatality, in, they say all the stuff in the game, but I'm telling you guys, if you but, haven't but that's watched just it, the announcer saying that, right? Right. It's not the right. character. Right. Like Right. I again going back to that moral combat thing and even tying directly to Scorpion, right? Like he's consistently zipping people over in this movie, you know, like in that movie, pulling him with his chains and doing that kind of thing. But again, understanding how movies work and like building up suspense and seeing how it goes, they build up on that idea of they know you're waiting for it, that you're waiting yeah. to see a couple of things from him. Like, for instance, Listen, to go get over here or to pull the, the mask off and all that kind of stuff so that when they've built it up and it hits, you're like, that's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, they got to build it up so you can bust. And- yes. I never got build it, build it up. <laughs> hmm. I never got build it up to bus. Like Sonya, Sonya Blade's character 
they just kind of like have two forms how she is for most of the movie then an event happens and all of a sudden she just comes in she's doing certain moves that she hasn't been able to do the whole entire movie and you're like all yeah. right I mean build yeah, that it's up like yeah yeah, yeah. Listen, it's not near the worst movie ever, hmm. but it's also not the best. It's not it's not the best video game movie ever, but it's not the worst video game movie ever. Uh, trying to think. Chris, I'm processing. Like, no, yeah, Prince of Persia will probably remain my, my worst one. <laughs> Prince of Persia is terrible. So if somebody right now says Prince of Persia was good, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> We're going to have the mods attack you and you will be banned. <laughs> It's like, I just want, you know, I keep saying is I just want someone. And I thought the only one that really had a good shot of it was Blizzard when they did Warcraft. And unfortunately for them, they were just, they had so much control that they focused on the wrong storyline as far as popularity. But right? I still will watch that. That's a great point. I still, yeah. I own the Blu-ray. I will watch that movie. Like if they had just, the thing with Warcraft is like, if you had a studio come in where they would give them the good idea, it would have been, Hey, I understand you want to build this world out, but you know, the focus of what people care about is this point in the history. Right? So if you just said your first movie should be about how the Lich King came into being, I think we would have been in a good place. Like just do dude, Warcraft three about Arthas. And yes. That stuff, dude. Yeah. Oh my God. Or you well, should have just said, up- we're going to do thrall. You know, whatever. Listen, I don't want this. I don't want this to be this director's last movie. No, this is, first, this is actually, I give him credit. This is his first yeah. movie. And I, I will, if there's a criticism or a compliment I can give to this for a guy who's in his first huge studio movie. Huge. There are some shots that are beautiful. You know, yeah. yeah. Like, From a cinematic approach. Yeah. yeah. Look great. So like props you said, the, Lu, the Liu Kang dragon. Ooh, wannabe gamer just brought up as far as terrible ones. Uh, Doom. Doom is uh, pretty terrible. <laughs> I agree with you on that. I forgot about it. Um, but your wife. Your wife. You would you would definitely enjoy the Warcraft movie. Um, it depends on how much lore you got into. Um, you would be able to follow along a lot better, even though it still does a pretty good job it, in that it, movie. Warcraft movie is basically... Are you okay with literally starting on page one of Warcraft history? Yeah, like you know? legit. You know, you know, Nacho, Nacho in chat brings up a great point. We apparently forgot about the live action that is Mario terrible Brothers too. movie. That is this terrible is not too. that at all, guys. No. This movie's not that at all. It, it definitely not as bad as that, but it's just more of um, you know, I I just feel like with a lot of these, I'm just disappointed. I think I'm not as disappointed as Tomb Raider. Because Tomb Raider was the one that flew the closest to the sun. So that hurts the most. Where I was like, you guys really took what was there in the 2015 game, the reboot, right? And it seemed like you were running with it. And then all of a sudden, it kind of just went off a cliff. You know? And that's I'm, that one with the, it wasn't the Angelina Jolie, it's the new no, actress that played yeah. her. I, I actually, guys, you remember, I covered that movie. I like that movie. Yeah. It was Chris, it was close. It was, they almost got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they followed the movie almost to a T. I mean, the game almost to a T. That movie was good, dude. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't perfect. No. And it's okay to not be They're perfect. They're like, we're going to put this part where she solves this puzzle in here. I don't know why, but, you know, Indiana Jones, it takes five seconds. But here's a three-minute sequence. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> Double Dragon, the movie, Assassin's That's Creed. That's pretty terrible. Uh, Actually, Creed wasn't wasn't bad. Assassin's Creed is another one that flew very close to the sun, and I think is uh, I definitely think that movie gets a lot more right than it gets wrong. Um, I just want someone like you know, if we were to mar- tomorrow take Mass Effect and say we're making that into the movie, right? I don't want someone to go down checklist of what I expect Mass Effect the movie to be. I want them to come in and say, okay, here is what the story of Mass Effect is. How do we make this work for, say, like if we want to do a three movie thing, what should be the first chapter? What do our characters need to be like? How do we set this world up? How do we introduce it so that, say, someone like Sean who hasn't played Mass Effect can get behind it? It would be the same if we were going to do a Bioshock movie or a Half-Life movie. Sean hasn't played Mass Effect? You have not. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. It's just figuring out what is the right balance in terms of tone, style, substance, right? Where you, where someone like Sean, who is not familiar with that property, and someone like me, who respects what it is, feel like we're in a synergy, right? And as long as I'm getting that, I'm cool. You know, I don't need, like, if you're going to do a Mass Effect movie... I don't need someone to say shadow broker, you know, as much <laughs> as that would be cool. I, I I don't need that in there. You know, I, what I need is for you to say, look, we're going to do, we're going to put Garrus in this movie and he's going to be the Garrus that, you know, and what made him cool. And he's going to be fun and interesting. And here's Liara and here's your shepherd. And this is how we're going to adapt shepherd for the common man so that he can relate to him and as far as everything that's going on. That's and all I need. Fi- if you're if you find yourself going, you know, Sean seems like he's alright with it. Ish. But there's a lot he doesn't like about it. Chris doesn't really like a lot about it. What does John think? I'm gonna give you guys some inside information right now to where John's mind was with this game. Interesting. No, no, no. You already know this, Chris. Oh, okay. So we get show notes sent to us. And it usually lists the topic. I'm going to correct you on this. I think, I think he titled this the way it is because of the meme I posted. Oh, Oh. well then that throws off everything I was going to say. The topic he lists this week was two hours of vomiting. (laughs) I'll follow up. We'll follow up with John next week to see if that's what he he meant. He did say, I believe in discord for those. And yeah, we'll, we'll check in with him to see how he felt. He said, I got through it, but he said, oof, that dialogue was, was what I remember him saying so and i don't think from my talking with john i don't want to take him out of context here so john please next week if you listen to this episode correct me if i'm wrong i don't think john is a huge like attachment to the mortal Kombat series he was more of a street fighter guy from i was too but i I enjoyed mortal Kombat the game you know Mm -hmm. so yeah and and the argument i think could definitely be uh this movie is better than the Street Fighter movies. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Maybe not the animated so, ones, but right, definitely right. the uh, one with uh, old Gomez from Ham's family. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, look, I, I expect like I'm one of those guys that I don't love the originals. Like I get the 90s nostalgia for them, especially with like Christopher London in there. Um, Who's that? Old Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, like I get all <laughs> that, you know, and there's right. things like, dude, that theme that they wrote for that movie is still iconic. I think that, you know, right, that, right, right, right. We all, Mortal right. Kombat, all that kind yeah. of stuff. But I don't revere them. I don't like look at them as like some cult piece of art that they exist and they're there. Yeah. And I'm not attached at all to them. I mean, I don't feel that way with that. The resident evil movies, the, Oh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Think somebody likes the resident evil movies. They brought it up. No, no, screw that. I didn't, I didn't. didn't What do we think of pixels? Pixels is terrible too, but that's just terrible. Adam Sandler stuff. It's Adam Sandler is low bar. Did somebody bring up pixels? Want to be gamer? Brought up pixels. Yeah. You brought pixels to this chat? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just wanted to have it's like some fun. If you want to take something in video games where I feel like someone respects the content, but also makes really interesting characters and story, go watch Scott Pilgrim. Just go do that. There is Pilgrim's a, amazing. It is a ton of video game reference. Yes. And it's hilarious. Dude, literally when they fight in Scott Pilgrim, they do the thing like when they fight in Scott Pilgrim. Like you slice an enemy in half and then he turns <laughs> in the coins. And that was, I mean, that was a thing in this movie. I'm like, they could have done a thing where like the director, and I'm not a director. He knows what he's doing. But maybe pan Edgar the camera Wright. around. Yeah. Have the characters look at each other like that classic fight off. Yes. That fighting where the arms go straight for a minute or something. Just, just real. I don't know. They could have done it really cool. In, in today's cinematography that would have been approach. you know what what you're describing that's how it would have introduced cole is like you know because the way he gets introduced in this movie he has an mma fight right it would have been funny to make that comedic pan down like it is a mortal Kombat fight have cole do these basic moves and get knocked to the ground right and then like jacks come up and be like you have a mark you know, like something like oh, that, right, like, right. and it would have been, it would have been funny. You've been like, you need to step your dang game up. Tighten up, bro. In a good um, callback, I guess. And a good, yeah. And and that's, that was, that's, that's great. That word is great. Add the movies with some callbacks or some, you know, like nods. Like, yeah, I know, you know, I know, you know, we know, everybody yeah. knows. Um, I don't know, dude. It, I just, you ready for it? Let's, let's give it Richards. We don't need, I don't want to be in the business of completely smashing this as unwatchable or that. I don't know, think it's completely unwatchable. Look, I've, I feel like of the three of us, I have probably the, I know I also get put up as being the guy who loves Oscars and, you know, high, <laughs> high end stuff. But I also do watch a lot of crap because I respect that you have to see the other side of things to appreciate the upper side of things. Right. The ones who really care about their art and all that kind of stuff. And you have to know, like, you know, you're like, can you take yourself, you you take yourself too seriously. Movies. I'd be like, I've watched army of darkness. I love those movies. I love everything. Pretty much Sam Raimi puts out, you know, so it's not like you can't come to me and, you know, I watch arachnophobia. And I like right. that movie. We, right. I <laughs> yeah. love the Ninja Turtle movies. Exactly. I, one of my favorite moments in any movie is when when <sighs> he gets the pizza delivered and he opens it up and you I love movie pizza. Nacho like it always looks the best. Nacho, just for the record, even someone like Sam Raimi can make mistakes, and that is called Spider Man three, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hilarity. But I'm ready to to just go ahead and, and put it out there, you know? 
if you are. Uh, I, it, I'm going to go right to the point. It's not the best. It's not the worst. I think for me that falls at a 6.25. I'm going to adjust where I am just to make sure I get this right. Uh, I'm going to go with a 5. It's not the worst thing ever made. Like If you want to say, if something like Battlefield Earth is like a 2... <laughs> That should give you an idea here. I don't think this is good, dumb fun. Dude, Shell Door just said China. That is a great movie. That's that is a great jam. dumb freaking film. Yes, I love that is, this. That may be the the top of the mountain on good dumb films. <laughs> love Big Trouble in Little China, Mortal Kombat 2021. But but I hold I hold true to say this. If all you want is to be appeased of these things that you are nostalgic for. If that's all you want, you're not going to be upset. You know, uh, Solomon in chat said seven. And I think that's a fair thing for someone who, if that's what you want to see, then you're, you're good. But man, if you take any kind of critical eye to this, it's, you're going to want to bash your head in because you're like, why would you do this? Why would you do it this way? You know, it is right. what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, I will say this: if you've got HBO Max, it's and you got some free time. Yeah, I mean, watch it, dude. If you Why haven't not? watched it, and, and you're like, "There's no way," watch it. Let us know if you differ on your opinion. Um, and even following up, you know, we're getting some live feedback now. But if you feel like you need to write us in an email and you strongly disagree, let us know. Oh, for real, I'll gladly read your email. Oh, we're gonna read them. I'm very hard. <laughs> you're fired <laughs> yeah but that's 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 where we are in, in the world you it was wanna, funny we got one of my friends was like wait y'all are gonna talk about a movie this week and i was like uh do i need to list all the movies that are trying I, you to know the funny part about this is is that like i'm the guy who pointed this down right like yeah i came to you what was like thursday i was like why don't we just talk I got about a moral comeback I got a topic because like there's a game I'm playing right now and I guess I could, I don't even know if I'll be ready to talk about that game. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We're going to, no, I'm going to, we're going to have to talk about that game. And, <laughs> gonna, and, gonna, and there's the one that's coming out this Friday that definitely because of our history with that developer, we're talking about that game, but I was just like, what can I find to pun <laughs> us down the road for a week? Mortal yeah. Kombat, you will be it. <laughs> yeah, you win. You win. You win. Mortal Kombat, flawless uh, victory. <laughs> we did the thing where the quarterback stays on the field and punts. What's that move called? Pooch kick. Um, we pooch kicked this week, and we thought, you know, we thought Mortal Kombat was our Timmy Tebow, king of the pooch kick. And he had uh, that one good f- throw for Denver <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> they won the game. They want they a did. playoff game under Timmy Tebow. So there's that. But yeah, that's where we're at. If um, yeah. You want to do what? some news? We got some news. Let's let's do some news. Okay. All off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News. It's funny because they heard ooze from you. Yeah. <laughs> They heard oohs. All right, Chris. Yeah, just just like every week after our topic, unless those weeks we don't have a topic, uh, this is the news section, and you are going to be the Ricky Henderson and lead us off, sir. 
for the record, John wrote this news. So if there's anything missing or disagreements, please write your concerns to All thoughts and prayers. (laughs) Write them to John Barron's union at... (laughs) Union! Uh, (laughs) uh, Sean, you know what I love? What do you love? I love a state of play. I do love a good state of play, right? Well, you know what? Sony has announced a state of play for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart that will be broadcast this Thursday, April 29th. Thursday. I like this, Sean, because I'm off Thursday, so I can watch this before I take my trip. Are we... Wait, 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 wait. Are we not going to try to watch this on this channel? You can't. In theory, in theory, we could, based on me now looking at the channel, uh, uh, like what time it's at. But anyways, uh, Insomniac has also revealed that Rivet (laughs) is the name of the female Lumbox protagonist in the game. The broadcast will include 15 minutes of never-before-seen gameplay. It will begin at 2 p.m. Pacific. That's 5 p.m. here on the East Coast. Uh, In the meantime, Insomniac released a new story trailer which shows Rivet as a playable character. I will definitely be down at checking this out just because I'm... (laughs) Ribbit, <laughs> yeah, ribbit. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to. Um, I'm rooting for this game, Sean. Well, I'm rooting for the game. I don't want to play with anyone other than Ratchet and/or Clank. Well, I'm fine with it because we'll see where it goes. And Insomniac usually makes good choices, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I I, 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 I trust the process and all, but yeah, yeah, Nick Saban and all. But um, right. <laughs> I just Bro, look. Dad. I I am hyped for this game. I'm with John. I think we're both in agreement with this. Like we want, uh, by the way, Jack and Daxter, I believe, by the way, Nacho is a naughty dog in it. That's nine dogs. It, it might be. Hey, and uh, simple Ricks, you're catching out for the evening. Get in. Listen, he says this to everyone. So this includes you listening on podcast release day. Simple Ricks from Twitch tells everyone to game on and have a good one. Game, game the F on. The Ricks, game the F on. But uh, you know, I'm I'm rooting for this game, and I trust them as a developer. Right. And I'm definitely gonna tune into this just to see what they've got. And I really hope this game does well. Please, folks, go buy this game because my fear, as you heard maybe a couple weeks ago, is that folks, if you don't do it, Sony might be like, "Hey, Insomniac." Spider-Man, that's what you do now. That's all you do, and that's it. You know, I would prefer uh, they just do a lot of stuff, you know. That's funny, Nacho. He basically Nacho basically says, tomorrow when Simple Ricks hears the show, he's now inceptioned himself. That's fair. <laughs> uh, supply and demand, demand, man. It's all about yeah, supply and supply demand. Supply and demand. What a way to bring in that, right? Um, C uh, uh C. <laughs> Oh my God. SIE CEO Jim Ryan says that PlayStation is trying to increase PS5 production in order to meet every increasing demand. Sony has requested an increase to production on the semiconductors used in the PlayStation 5. Quote, there are several reasons why PS5 was hard. What do you mean was hard to come by? Is hard to come by, sir. Uh, Supply under the new coronavirus was very complicated and we had to limit distribution to online only. BS. The supply and demand for semiconductors is also tight worldwide. Uh, we are asking our suppliers to allow us to increase production, which will flow into the market this 
year. Yeah. Um, he's not saying it directly here, but the truth is this. Everything that is using semiconductors right now, like there was a, I can't remember the name of the company that primarily does this for the chips. Right. Right. Um, they are, they've already come out and said this past week, like, Hey, we're expecting shortage things to happen at least through the end of this year. Yeah. And if that's the case, it's going to affect Xbox. It's going to affect NVIDIA, AMD, all these companies that have to have these things in there. And it's not necessarily, dude, it's already affected them. Well, yeah, it's, and it's like, for those who don't understand what's going on right now, it's not just graphics card stuff that is using this, right? Right. All this stuff is used primarily even more worldwide stage in things like your car. Say you're buying a new car right now and it's got like five different computer components in it where one is managing the engine. One is managing your like onboard systems. As far as what you see, the transmission, all that stuff takes semiconductors to have a computer operating system to work. They're independent. They're not just one central thing. And it's getting really hard when you have more people buying into electric cars, all that kind of stuff, right? More smart cars, if you will. And then, and then on the other side, you have the video game and that kind of enthusiastic, uh, market, right? Like where you, you have someone wants to build a PC, Someone wants to buy an Xbox or a PlayStation. I don't think this is going away. I think this is a real concern for everyone. And there is no quick solution. There just isn't. Because if you're, if you're these companies that do semiconductors, right? You have to do what's good for business. It can't just be what's good for a business. And that's their problem. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. This is the meat and potatoes of the future that many, many months ago, people online that that knew about these things and forecasted, you know, what could happen if the coronavirus, Mm -hmm. you know, stayed around too long. We talked about it on the podcast. This is where we're at now. Um, This is the tail end of of all all of how that's going to be affected. And it's going to keep going. I got to tell you, quick story. It's not about PlayStation, but I had a friend who I let know, um, who also recently got an Xbox Series X, right? Um, I let that person know, hey, if you happen, if you don't have any friends lined up in front of me and, and, and I can queue up, I want you to add me to your personal list on, you know, the notifications of, hey, Sean, you know, the Xbox is available here, go now type thing. The next day, um, he texts me and he says, I'm at Target. I have my eyes on two Xbox Series Xs. Hmm. at our local target. I went, what? He says, do you have the money right now? I said, yeah, DJ money. Burr, burr, burr. Of course. They'd only let and, him buy uh, one. Well, he says I was, I was ready to like cash app at Venmo or whatever. He says, hold up, hold on. So, um, he goes, let me make sure I can get one first. Sure. Long story short, someone from target had put them out in stock, like put them out on the floor. Oh no, but they, they were supposed reserved. to, they were online orders that had already been paid for that needed to be picked up. But this was so from I, the same person we talked about earlier who got one, right? Yeah. 
So how did he get one then? That person got one because he got a notification that GameStop had them in stock mm. for uh, Xbox All Access. So he went to there. It showed, you know, learn more, add to cart type thing. He he filled out that. You have to fill out an application for that. Yeah, yeah. For the, you for the All Access. One on that. The first two, it errored out. The third one, it went through. And two days later, hmm. at his doorstep, his Xbox Series X. Welcome. And remember, to the, we uh, told you guys via Chris, that math checks out. What you end up financing actually comes out a little better than if you buy it and pay for it monthly. So if you get a chance to get the Xbox All Access and you want one, that's what's up. And that works. But now, you know what doesn't work? You on something that doesn't work. <laughs> Apparently, none of the mainline <laughs> games in the series for Little Big Planet work. Uh, in fact, they haven't for some time. Very little explanation has been given to the small but devoted community regarding why this has happened, nor has a timetable been provided as to when these uh, problems will be fixed. The little big plant servers went down in early March. Their single player campaigns remain playable and users, uh, they can create levels. However, they can't be uploaded and shared. All three games are connected to little big plant three in that you can play all the levels previously created. Sumo Digital indicated that the servers were taken down due to a technical difficulty. However, communication has been sparse regarding when the repairs will be made and reinstated. I mean this, honestly, I'm very glad at this moment I'm not a big little big planet hmm. like player because I'd be, I'd be kind of upset. It'd be just another thing. Um, well, you know, in the gaming world, it's not working right. And I probably would be very agitated I, on that. I honestly think like this is the criticism, like the big, most valid criticism of Sony in the moment, right? Like we've been talking about them and where things are going on uh, the last couple of weeks. Right. And right. obviously I know you and John felt one way about like how my criticism was of like their focus on. I guess blockbuster games versus like having a diverse thing. Right. Yeah. yeah, Right. Take that out of play. This is kind of the other side of the problem that's going on with Sony right now, which is right. that they don't do a good job of communicating the problem, why it's happening, what they're doing and what you, the user should expect going forward. You know, like, do you think that trickles down and stems from like Jim Ryan, like that level? I, I think so. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't have, I mean, look, I don't know Jim Ryan. I don't know anything about him, <laughs> but I just, I look at Jim Ryan <laughs> as someone who is an Xbox fan. I'll just say this. I look at Jim Ryan. I, I just go, hmm, that's what Don Matrick looked like to me personally. And I yeah. remember that era for Xbox. And it he was, was a good first baseman for the, for the Yankees, right? That old Don Matrick. Yeah, oh, yeah, he had the mustache. Old Donnie right? Matrick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was on The Simpsons that one episode. He was. It was great. Pinstripes. <laughs> but, you know, I just, like, Xbox's big problem when I go back to, like, the late 2000s was twofold. It was, one, we're focused on Gears, Halo, and Forza. That was their first right, problem. Right. The second right. problem was we're not communicating to you, the gamer, that we care about you. And we respect you, and this is what we're doing for you, right? And like, yeah, 
I feel these problems are consistently creeping up on Sony. And I'm not here to be like Sony is going to die or not going to be the best console as far as sales this generation. I think that's foolish to expect that, right? Right. But I do look at things and go, this is how over time people go the other way. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not going to happen today. And it's not necessarily going to be the end of PlayStation. I'm just saying, if you're Xbox, you look at all these things and you just go, that's pretty nice. Are we at that point where when, um, as a, as a, as a, you know, world, we should have listened to Al Gore about global warning. Is this what you're telling us about Sony? They can fix it. What we now, do is if we, we start, if we just go get ourselves a giant block of ice and drop it into the ocean. <laughs> but I'm saying it's not irreversible yet. No, everything that like that in, I would give credit to Sony this, like these problems aren't new. They had them early in the PS3 generation, and to their credit, they adjusted very fast. You know, they all of a sudden came out and said, we're all about gamers. We have all these different types of titles. We're going to develop them. We don't care about sales. And then they came also back with the PS4 and said, we're listening to developers. We, We get what their concerns are for PS3 as far as development. And all of a sudden, it started a revolution. And and. On the flip side, right? Microsoft obviously dropped everything. Yeah, they and, did. And they probably, you know, so to their credit, they could, all those criticisms that are coming out of Sony right now, I definitely get that Jim Ryan and company might go, maybe we're being too corporate about this. Maybe we need to take a step back, reevaluate, and say, how do we become the console again that everyone thinks of like gamers? We are the first choice. And yeah. if they can do they that, need, they'll be great. They need they need to look at the main in the mirror. Yeah. And this would be I a great like example. It. Like if they could come back and be like, little big plant fans, we know you're not the number one drive right now. We got you. We fixed this. Move yeah. on. Right. Speaking of moving on, we'll go on to the next news topic. How about that transition chat? It's a little more professional, huh? Um, Assassin's Creed has some woes. The team behind Assassin's Creed Valhalla <laughs> has acknowledged uh, that updates haven't met expectations and um, they're committed to longer testing periods for updates going forward. In a blog post, isn't that like saying wet water? Um, a spokesperson wrote, our community is at the heart of everything we do and we always strive to provide you with great experiences. That said, we recognize that some of our recent title updates may not have met your expectations or been up to the standard. Uh, Many of the updates have been fan requested, but have often arrived riddled with bugs, glitches, crabs, and sometimes crashes. What? What? I think I added something in there. Um, (laughs) These events might have contributed to the recent delay of Wrath of the Druids DLC. Nacho says uh, spokesperson equals PR speak. That's not wrong. (laughs) That's not. Hey, he's not wrong. Yeah. Um, have you i haven't gone back to valhalla since i got done with it i don't know if anyone in chat has gone back to valhalla um anyone listening is going crazy they're like i've gone back it's not bad it is a problem (laughs) for them in the sense of like if the community doesn't feel delivered because it seems like at its core 
Ubisoft wants to get into this idea of instead of doing Assassin's Creed games every year, right? You get one every two years. And the way we carry over the hardcore for that series is we do these releases. They feel monumental. They improve a lot of things. And with like Origins, Odyssey, there's a lot of that. So far, you know, whether it is COVID related or not, they felt a little eh this time around. I felt, I felt, but, uh, but I will say this. If you're talking about a two-year cycle, we're pretty early in, right? Like, there's time to yeah. write that ship and get everyone, you know. <laughs> Speaking of calling back, uh, shout out to Solomon in chat. He said, I was going to go back to, to Valhalla, but uh, he had I to watch, watch Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! Oh, <laughs> John, I I, uh, to be fair, I don't think John has still beat that game. I don't, and it's not because yeah. he has not put in his hours. It's just, man, that's a long freaking game. You people yeah. don't realize. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully they, like you said, it's an early, early cycle of you know patches. I hope I, they I, learn their lesson, Chris. I, 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 he saw it coming. <laughs> this is some BS right here. CD Projekt Red hosted its financial briefing for the physical year of 2020 and spent the time acknowledging the rocky launch of cyberpunk 2077. That's an understatement. We know that the launch of the game did not go as planned. No need to relitigate says John <laughs> since the launch CD project Red <laughs> has stuck to the narrative that has learned a valuable lesson uh, saying, quote, we managed to introduce a new IP to the market and to the minds of gamers around the globe now with the witcher franchise we have two strong pillars of which to build the future of cd project but of course as well known not everything went as planned it has been a huge lesson for us that we shall never forget the question remains if the message is truly learned when cd project Sold a massive 13.7 million copies. Uh, in fact, CDR exec shared that, quote, in financial terms, 2020 was the best year in the history of the company. Sean, this also comes off of uh, the news. I know John didn't include this, but I read it. Apparently, like only 30,000 copies, you know, like it got pulled from everywhere, right? Yeah. Only 30,000 copies were ever requested for a refund. That's not bad. That that <laughs> math checks out to be in the favor of CD Projekt Red. Exactly. Like, they yeah. learn what they learn in this. They learn that you put out stuff and you hype it up enough, everyone buys it, and the majority of people don't care. And the idea of they introduced a new IP, I'm like, no, you didn't. You adapted an IP for a market. You didn't do anything. You you took something that was out there already in the in the market, and you said we're gonna put it in this vacuum, which is what you did with Witcher, and that's fine. But don't act uh, like you did something like we were like we thought of Cyberpunk. No, you didn't. Right? It's BS. I, I find this real funny. Uh, and apparently, he's 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 on the path to becoming uh, the PR guy. Nacho Ordinary Gamer in chat says PR speak. They they spoke the words Rocky. Mm-hmm. reality what happened with um cyberpunk was a nuclear explosion with keanu reeves's hair yes <laughs> i mean really you, 
the the hard part with CD Projekt Red is that it takes time to know if they learn the lesson. The idea right. that they've learned the lesson right now is foolish. It's BS. You don't know right now if they've learned the lesson because they're still in the lesson. You'll learn the lesson, whatever right. the next project is from that huh, CD project. Uh, <laughs> right. You'll learn that whatever the next game that is a triple a release comes out, whether it's a Witcher game, CD project game, or, or I'm sorry, not CD project, a, a, uh, <laughs> a cyberpunk game. Or if it's something new, right? I don't know what it will be, but that's when you learn the lesson. Right. Like, I feel like if you want to, going back to the previous topic, Assassin's Creed, I feel like Syndicate was the lesson. The lesson was people are tired of the traditional Assassin's Creed standpoint, right? Then they put out Origins. And everyone, oh, that's interesting. Then came Odyssey. And Odyssey sold so well because Origins changed the narrative of where they were at Syndicate, which was just like two, three years prior. They had to respect it. That's what you want if you're CD Projekt Red. You're not wrong. I know I'm here not. to now tell you what you want if you're a Star Wars friends, Chris. Mm. Okay. Mm. Mm. You ready for it? I'm there is officially a Knights of the Old remake occurring. What I mean by that is, according to reports, a remake of Knights of the Old Republic is in the works at a port studio as Aspire Media. According to Jason Schreier, this is public at this point. I basically confirmed that Aspire, which is the company that has ported a bunch of Core games, is working on the remake. According to Eurogamer, while the developer is known for often releasing straight ports, work is currently underway to make the project more of a remake mm -hmm. instead. Rumors of KOTOR have been swirling since, of course, last year. They were the group that did uh, originally here a couple of years ago. They did a upgrade on Steam. I don't know if it was KOTOR or KOTOR 2, like where they brought it to a wide scale yeah. You know, like 920 by 1080 AP. Yeah. Like they did a mod for that. They did a couple of our mods that made it better. So more better. They definitely are a studio that has ties to working yeah. with the the title. So they might be the right guys. If you just wanted to if if your only goal is upgrade the original game, they seem passionate. So we'll I'm see. gonna play it probably because I didn't play the original game. I did play this next game. You don't know. You don't know. Sure. No, I mean like previous versions of this game. Oh. Is this uh this is you. I know it's me, but okay. No. Okay. Uh were you chatting up, sir? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I I have to do my stuff now because I'm trying to use my monitor for lighting. Oh. So I'm scrolling. Kind of like I do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It I, works, I saw right? your I, I saw your secret. <laughs> I called it out. And I was like, soon, soon I'll eat them. Speaking of soon. <laughs> According to reports, Battlefield 6 will soon be revealed. Hey. That's nice. And the team behind it, not shockingly, is the largest in history. 
It's split across four different studios. DICE general manager Oscar Gabrielson revealed that the Stockholm-based studio is working in collaboration with EA Gothenburg, Criterion, and DICE LA on the project. Quote, we have our biggest team ever on a Battlefield game for console and PC together. We are creating a jaw-dropping experience for you to enjoy later. Wow. In 2021. Confirmed this Battlefield year. 6. Coming 2021 until they say otherwise. It has everything we love about Battlefield and takes us all to the next level. Epic scale. All-out military warfare. Crazy. Unexpected moments. Game-changing destruction, massive battles, packed with more players and mayhem than ever before. All brought to life with the power of the next-gen consoles and the PCs. But, but whoa, he said PCs? He said PCs? Um, it's confirmed. Uh, Battlefield 6 is confirmed. The thing is... It's brought to life with these next-gen consoles you can't buy because they don't have them. Uh, and the PC parts <laughs> you can't buy because they can't make those either. Right, you can't run this game at top spec unless you're <laughs> part of the 1%. Apparently having a, a PlayStation 5 and a Xbox Series X, I guess I might be a half percent in. I still need a 3080 to uh, complete the Trinity, though. Oh, my God. I think it also, I, I, though, um, Sean, it got confirmed uh, they're also working on a mobile game. And like they're apparently <laughs> they're they're apparently mobile. very excited about it. So we'll see. Battlefield Mobile, the greatest game, game ever. Play it. Can I, Great. Sean? Back in the day, yeah. Did you like, play? Was, uh, it, was it a Tuesday? Did or? you play Bad Company or Bad Company Two? Yes. Can we get Bad Company or those? I don't want Battlefield Six, dude. Did I play Bad Company? Those were. The character story had great dialogue. The buildings blew up. Like it was, that game was great. Yes, that I've played that game. Going back to our topic, dumb fun that's done well. Yes. Bad, bad company. company <laughs> if yes. you were going to make a Battlefield movie, I would say do bad company. That's all you got to yeah. do. The, the, the title, remember, had like the grenade with a smiley face on it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you knew right then this is going to be great. It was, yeah. I would take For it. sure. We'll take it. I mean, I would take two, but you know, <laughs> I mean, they technically didn't confirm Battlefield Six, but it's going to be soon. It's going to be a thing, uh, and and we're going to see which one reigns supreme this year. Is it going to be another thing Call of Duty does, or is it going to be Battlefield? We shall see. I will probably play both again. Uh, but one game I did for sure play with my buddy Chris was It Takes Two, and guess what? We're going to say this: It Takes Two, one million. What I mean by that, uh, it has officially sold, it takes to the game, over 1 million copies. Congrats. That's nice. That's nice. Uh, the writer and director, Joseph Fares, says that this proves that there are players who want to play co-op-only games. Anecdotal, sir! <laughs> Hazelight Studios shared the news on Twitter, saying, Wow, I just found out hashtag it takes two has sold over 1 million copies and is still going strong. Thank you so much for all the love you've shown our game. It means the world to us. I feel like you did not deliver that at the same 
velocity, if you will. Do I need to that, do that, again? Uh, that Joseph Ferris would give that because he'd be like, wow, just found out. You know, he's he is over the top, right? He is. I think I'm crashing a little bit, dude. I think I got the itis from the burrito. Um, I need a Red Bull or something. I just want Joseph Ferris to be given whatever green light from EA he needs to do whatever he wants going forward. Because Sean, he cares. Those those hours we spent in that game, magical. Just Virtual like right now, is it happening? When we dropped down, and I was like, <laughs> "Are we in Rainbow Road?" We are. We are. We are. And he's yeah. like, "Do I recognize this place?" I was like. Oh F God. you, Joseph Ferris. You know what you're doing. You know, like yeah. I could watch Reggie Fijime going. I whoa, have whoa. a problem with this. Reggie Fijime. <laughs> Reggie Fijime was like, no. Hilarious. <sighs> but yeah, that game. Once again, uh, possibly goatee for us guys and girls. Uh, Fijime, uh, you need to definitely find somebody to play this game with. It's it's a. Uh, It'll make you gold. Uh, officially stamped. <laughs> Weekly games chat must play. No um, matter what John ever says. Yeah, even he's he's never gonna play it. Let's let's just both like shun him from playing I've, together with us. I've offered. I mean, you both have. of us. I mean, like both of us could carry him through that game because yeah. we got the thing where we could share we it with him. Thing. Yeah, I you know, and I'd share it with him, but he doesn't want it. I want uh, him to come play with me just so I can have that moment where I Ryu a f- oh <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> That just happened. Mark the time, Chris, because you got to do an edit, sir. <laughs> I got it. Chat, hope I hope your little ears are okay because uh, an F-bomb just happened, and it's great. Beep. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let's go ahead and change up a little bit. And let's talk about some Xbox games with gold for the month of May. Well, these are some... <laughs> When we think of uh, classics, <laughs> we think of games with gold. <laughs> These are tap natch, okay? Uh, yeah. So, if you yeah. are a fan of the Xbox games with gold, which I would say has kind of gone down as far as quality, but, you know, there are two gems here. Armello. Yeah. Well, I'm supposed to be reading it, Chris. No, you're oh, supposed to be reading it, Chris. Yeah, you just did you're that last one. I'm not. You're the. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Armello, Dungeons 3, Lego Batman, solid game, and Tropico 4, another solid game. You can get those on games with gold for me. Sean, I don't think John saw this because it was an underlying news item, so I'll add it here because it seems appropriate, right? Mm-hmm. Today apparently got announced. Do you know the game Knockout City, the dodgeball game from yeah. EA that's coming out next Don't month? Don't tell me it's going to be a Games Pass game. Well, because it's being included with EA Play at launch, it's also coming to Games Pass day one. Wow. I, I'm actually low-key excited for that game, for real. It's only, uh, I, I'll be honest, I was kind of more so surprised when I heard. I was like, wait, they're charging 20 bucks for this at launch? Right? I was more of like, why wouldn't you just make this free to play from the start? I don't know. But smart on their part to put on Games Pass. I agree. And I think because of that, I'm going to 
See, this is why I got to get a Series X. Can we make that happen? You know, there's a popular streamer on this platform. His name's Asmongold. He goes, hey, I want to put a raid together in World of Warcraft. No one gets the drop except for me, and he can't stop people from signing up. I go, hey, hey, Richards, I need help getting an Xbox. It's not $7,000. Thanks a lot, Nacho. And I got nothing. No one wants to be like, hey, Sean, here's your chance. Here's your feel. Listen to I the feel show. like I gave you that chance. Get when? When when sales went online, I said I got one for you, and then you said nah. I didn't. I did I say nah back then. You did. Times have changed. That was because I, my focus my focus initially was PS. Look, look, you were a young boy. You didn't know where we were going. You didn't oh, know it was the dark times. Apparently, right? <laughs> Had no idea that that was my last. You know, like the dark times. They, they say water's going to run out. So I didn't know that was my last bottle of water at that point, dude. Oh no! Can't we just His take name, the salt look, out of the water look, and have the ocean forever? Look, I'm going to help you right now, and everyone else. <laughs> His name is Wario64, and if you don't have every update he sends going to your phone, you're not going to get a PS5 or an Xbox. No matter what you do, you're not going to get a 3080. But that's beside the point. I've already Did, given up is on it confirmed? That. Oh, thanks a lot. Um, if he listens to this, mm-hmm. I reached out to a friend of the show, Mike, you know, Ryan leaf. And I said, we had a friend at that point that was possibly going to join us. He did. He didn't obviously. Yeah. And I said, you should join us too. At, uh, about 40 minutes ago. No, I'm out homie. Mm. Thanks a lot. Nacho. Uh, you say you have a $380 series S. I can't remember. What is the list price for? A series S, uh, I hate to be arrogant. I just can't remember if it's 250 or 300. It's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. Hopefully, Nacho replies quickly. But if uh, before then you got an update, before you gave that update, I would say, okay, he says 300, by the way. Um, Sean, yeah, you want to give an update? Well, before you say that, I'm just going to say, finally, this week. Oh, you were already doing the thing. Yeah, I do got an update, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Um, So I got an update on a beloved title. And that's Monster Hunter. Monster. Monster. Capcom has revealed several new uh, monsters that will be added as part of the game's first free update. They include powerful Elder Dragons and Apex variants of the two of two of the series' most popular beasts. Elder Dragons, Kushala Daora, Tiastra, and Camellios form the trio of highly powerful foes coming as part of the update. They will be joined by Apex Diablos and Apex Rathalos. Um, the update will also allow players to forge layered armor with the max hunter rank unlocking after players fulfill all the required conditions. In addition, Monster Hunter Rise will finish its story in an update due to release by the end of May. Version 3.0 will add an additional story chapter taking place after the ending. What will happen to Kimura Village as it faces its biggest rampage yet? Questions to be answered. Uh, Hey, what's up, uh, Rokus? How are you, sir or madam? Um, <laughs> this is funny. I love, I love uh, when Chris 
interacts with the ch- Twitch community um, live on the show. But yeah, that's, you know, guys, you know how this works, right, guys and girls. John, uh, his filter for news is always going to include games that he likes or topics that he likes because he is the head of the news department. And we're going to get a uh, S-ton of Monster Hunter news moving forward because <laughs> you played one game. Uh, but we love it. We love John. And I, for one, I'm happy that that's out there. So News uh, item. There are cats named after the Monster Hunter cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, thanks, John. Oh, love you, buddy. God. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's all the news for this week. Um, and, uh, we actually got some pretty good stuff out of it. Pretty good. Definitely. Um, stay, stay tuned for that that uh, state of play on thursday let's look for our updates we may go live that's a day before my birthday um i'll also be day two or the day after my second covid shot so is it okay that i'm gonna be in florida for your birthday it's fine okay i'm probably gonna dj on my birthday electronic mail from the future all the way from the year 3000 sean sir i had to uh produce you out there and i'm sorry that i cut you off like i'm gonna cut off your birthday so uh, it, no, it, no it, it worked <laughs> because it, i sounded sad on purpose a little bit and you're it, like it well you know i'm gonna work just fine it's only you only get like you know however many birthdays out of all the days you live you get a handful of them you know, theoretically speaking or whatever. Sean. Of kind of like the handful of emails we got this week, Chris. Like Sean, when we started this, we had three and now we have four. No. I think we had more than that. Let's not just No, we had two amount. and now we have four. It's, it's doubled. So if you want to be cool and write in, of course, we always start this segment of the show with emails. Weeklygameschat at gmail.com is that email inbox. You can send your thoughts and prayers to um, us. And we, if if it's good enough, we'll read it. Just like FYI. Tyler's fan mail. What's up? They're all good enough if uh they don't have a name that starts with an L and M with the Uzi. <laughs> uh, Tyler says, hey, guys, loved your last podcast. It was a little different than normal, but it was a lot of good news. And That's the fair. intro was really good and a record-breaking intro for you guys. And maybe you should do it more often. In your news segment, you mentioned Dead by Daylight's fifth anniversary, which you know I'm excited for and love to hear. Do you guys play Dead by Daylight? And if so, what killer do you play? Um, I, I mostly play as Doctor and the Pig. Tyler. Okay. Everybody ears up right here. Tyler, aka your biggest fan, comma, even bigger than Nacho. Ouch. Nacho. Fighting word, bro. Come you want to get me, the fissy cuffs up. You go right ahead. Um, I feel like of all of us, has John John would be the one person that might have played Dead by Daylight. It was a possible news piece that that's why yeah. it was in the news. As I have not. I mean, Tyler, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I do not play Dead by Daylight. I'll play some horror games, but that never really spoke to me. Sean, I'm sure I think you're in the same camp. Like we'll right. play, you know. I think we might be eyeing a Resident Evil 8 and going, 
Yeah, that could be fun and interesting. Uh, so I, I got some feedback um, in the chat right now with a wow. Uh, does anybody in chat play Dead by Daylight? Um, and, and if you do, just by chance, what killers do you play as? Just to kind of... Uh, oh, Mike3479 in the house. What's up, Mike? You did you love play it? it. Do you remember what character you played as? Dr. Pig, something else? I, I know nothing... I know nothing, John Snow. I almost so I like really like the way he's that. describing this. I almost like I'm like, is this a Left for Dead that I was unaware of? Because <laughs> that that's how it was. Like, are you playing whoa, this whoa, character? Whoa. This is character? Is this the game that John played and he got Mike? Who's currently no? That's that's Dying on? Light. That's Dying Light. Okay, totally yeah. different game. Okay, okay, okay. Makes sense. Well, Makes sense. Mike, while you do that, let's uh pivot. Pivot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And. uh if you can, and he says, okay, then B. I, no, no, I didn't play. Oh, that's funny. Um, so he lied to us. Uh, yeah, but next up, I got an email from Bourbon Boy. And he says, what up, Bromo Sapiens? That's a great word. I've never heard Bromo Sapiens, and I love it. I'm more so proud that I've drank this many PBRs, and I nailed that word. So proud. Dude, for, dude, first try. Hey, first try. <laughs> first try. First try. <laughs> for those who did not watch our stream of It Takes Two, please go back to the weekly games <laughs> Twitch dude, channel. I'm telling you now, chalk full of first tries. Yes. You won't believe how yes. good it was. Every time was a first try. And we first nailed try. them. We nailed every single one of them. Nailed it. Uh, but Bourbon Boy here, listening for three years now, gotta say the content has been Primo. See, John, primo means it's Italian, I think, uh, <laughs> especially since beers have been brought in more frequently. Uh, I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, DJ Horn. Brah, brah, brah. Gotta love a good drunk cast to get to the point. Been playing some Hades. Definitely a great game. Great job, Chris, on the review. I've been trying to convince Sean and John to pick this game up. They really have. And they just, they're lost souls. Uh, I occasionally rock out with my croc out on some Rocket League. And see what he did. Uh, And occasionally get a trash team to make me feel like I should be in the RLL or RLCS. So I'm guessing Rocket League Championship Series. Then that dream is quickly squashed by having trash goalies like Sean. Oh, <laughs> I'm terrible. Tighten up, Sean. I'm terrible. Goalie I've also goalie. been citing unions and I'm oh, just going to no. say, John, go home. Hope oh, COVID no. has treated you better than the spikes at the beginning of every news segment because Chris has successfully blew my left rear speaker of my uh, truck alone. You'll be getting the bill in the mail for that. Oof. Hey, you need to tighten up your um. See, it's funny because he's saying it's only his left speaker, and you know they can figure out where we are on the equation. Um. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, what the hell is up with uh, half of the WWE being cast as the next Fast and Furious? Might as well be called Hell in the Cell Furious Seventeen. Gotta say that, uh, by the way, Kong versus Godzilla was dope. 
Glad they actually decided to demolish an entire city to dust in one of these movies. Keep up the great work. And game on, you girthy son of Richards. Bourbon Boy, that is a man. It's a fantastic email. There was so much to unpack. Like there are layers in this. He's like, I'm like, I was like, is he complimenting me or is he bashing me? I don't even know right now. I think I need to tighten my goalie game up, you know, Uh, because he said that directly to me. Thank you. Um, Seriously. When the shot is coming towards you, could you please just deflect it? That's all I've ever asked of you. I try. I did the flip, but I jump out forward and I get nervous and stuff. You do the spin flip. You don't do I the do a, I do a spin flip. It's that's why I don't like being goalie. You know, if Josh wouldn't just go after every ball and say that he was, you know what, you know, not, you know what, Jeff is that. getting that way now. Jeff doesn't want to hang back anymore. He wants you know, to go not for fair. it. Yeah, it's not fair. Not everybody can be, you know, Michael Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, exactly. Pele. You know, it's just, I will be the John Stockton of our team if that's what we need. That's all I've ever asked in Rocket League. Let me be your John Stockton. And can you be my Carl Malone? He's the mailman. Yeah, because he delivers, Chris. Except for he delivered zero. He yeah, zero championships. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to an, another email by our friend Eli. Hey, sorry, I can't uh, let you know I'm on your Twitch because if you use the website, then you can't let you know I'm there. Mm. Fair. Uh, hello. Also, question, what is the most unreasonably priced game that you have played? And what should pri- its price have, uh, basically, should its price have been? Mm. And once again, reminder that Eli's email is sent in from an iPhone's iPhone. So, I guess he's saying, okay, it was a game that was so high priced, and I played, played it, it, and it, and it should like, have been lower. I, mm. it, I mean, in, in reality, probably... I don't know. That's a good question. I'm going to revert to Google to see high price video games. But see that the thing is, I think what, what the, the answer is a game that is normally priced 49 or 59 bucks, but it's a short game. Like when we played firewatch, I feel like the $30 that we paid for it was fine. Mm-hmm. Right. What kind of game was ra- relatively short that we spent real, like real, I, I hate even saying that real game money on. I'm going to say, destiny and not what? because it, what do you what did you just do i think if you had asked bungie what they wanted to do i think they always wanted this to be a free-to-play game that they set up as a service you buy into right and it's clear to that based on the content they put out afterwards from the base game so, yeah, I'm going to go with Destiny. All right, guys, that's the end of the show. Uh, also, end of a friendship. I'll see you guys later when I create my own podcast called Destiny Rules. And Chris is never invited. So, uh, it, it's not a disrespect. Like, they've <laughs> literally changed it. Dude, they put the game on Games Pass. They gave the recent expansion for that series free on Games Pass. That should tell you where they're at. They just want people to play it. Exactly. Make it free. Let you you level to level 20 for free. And and if I was going to go second, if I was going to go for second, it would also be like Fortnite. 
Rocket League, Fortnite all those free. Fortnite was not free originally when it came out. Yeah, I don't remember that, so I can't say yeah. anything back. Rocket League <laughs> was not free when it originally came out. See, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go a little different, and I'm gonna say current titles. Like I'm having a hard time swallowing that seventy dollar price tag on these PS5 games that I want to play. That's fair. Um, so I'm I'm gonna kind of land there with my answer. It will be justified because the the console, the PS5 and the and the series, you know, the Series X, they're great consoles. Um, and I know like PS5's got the adaptive triggers. It's a great, you know, everything's really cool. I didn't, I don't know. Like I got a game for free from the jump that that showed me everything that was a great game. Sure. So now why do I want to go pay $70 for a game that does basically the same thing, but not as good as that game did? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, but anyway, great email. Eli, thank you so much, man. You kind of um, you kind of got a streak going. You're writing in every week. Kind of need that to keep keep happening. You know I'm what I'm saying? Unlike uh, Ben Gibbard's brother, who's apparently <laughs> named Harrison Gavin. <laughs> and he says, hi, guys. Hey. I've been watching since episode 293. Keynote, Sean. He said, watching. Yeah. We got ourselves a lurker. We got a, we got a, uh, yeah. Wait, <laughs> we started on 293. That was when the uh, early access happened for the beta testers. Well, he says a few things. One. All right. Did you guys forget that there is a YouTube channel? Oh, Harrison, I'm going to just come up and be honest on this. Um, we had one listener who wrote in about how he would wish this was on YouTube. And I'll be honest, I looked at the analytics, a.k.a. I looked at the numbers they just of how many work. people. And it was right. like there wasn't a lot of people that were viewing us. Like when I would just put up a blank audio version of the podcast with a logo on it. Not many people were reviewing it. So as far as, you know, like if you're talking about like our Twitch stream and, and kind of getting the yeah. clips and doing a best of, we don't got I, like a clip guy that can like do that production for us, or yeah. we would upload the funny takes of the podcast, um, you know, to the YouTube channel and, and get some, there is, there is a pool out there for that kind of stuff. Um, but you know it's not currently a thing but thank you for asking for sure and thank you for tuning in to twitch.tv backslash weekly game chat he also I'm says two i had mouth surgery and i wanted to be put to sleep for the third so john he shares your no, he was saying two i had mouth surgery and i wanted to be put to sleep that was a call back to my dental thing that i told yeah, everybody yeah about. that's why i got that so he says, you, you didn't say it that way just now sir so and right then, now you say third he says third and final have we done a podcast on Ark? It's one of my favorite games. I would say um, no. A lot of these, yeah, a lot of these games as service things. As, uh, you know, like, like I, I have a friend, we have a personal friend who is upset we'd never done an episode on Fortnite. Who? His name, we'll say, <laughs> rhymes with Blade. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, he's criticized us on that. Um, but really? you know, like a lot of these games, like if we don't get in the core original thing, it's like why not? Like why would we do it? It's not 
new. It's not fresh. Yeah, if we don't catch it in the meta, we don't. Yeah. We tend to say, like because we we're PUBG. we're never gonna be we're never gonna be the podcast where all three of us are hardcore on Ark, or say even now like Apex. Like I'm playing Rocket League right now. I, I love agree. it. New season is out. I guess we could talk about, but I'd be like, why? What what was really changed about Rocket League right now in the moment that I need to do this? Nacho says Valheim. Valheim was new. It was a great game. Yeah. It still is a great game. Uh, and that's not to say that like Fortnite's a bad game. Don't twist no. the words there. These are all solid games. And but if I, they- I got to remind you, Chris, that on episodes like 1 through 20, mm-hmm. you and the other Chris talked about the same game every week. Well, that's because <laughs> I tried to get through your all's minds that there's one great game. It's called yeah, Witcher it's called 3. Witcher, Witcher 3. If you would just all play it, we could all agree every single week that, yes, this is the greatest game ever made. I just want to play Gwent. You don't want to play Gwent. I don't want to play Gwent. <laughs> you don't want to even play Triple Triad. How do you, whoa, whoa, Final Fantasy shout out some Triple Triad. But, but I mean, like, that is the fair ex- extent here, uh, Harrison, I would say to you. Our buddy here, Sean, has been playing Final Fantasy fourteen with literally for my friends for a while now we don't talk about that and it's not because we don't think that like final fantasy 14 is not worth talking about it's more of like final fantasy 14 is out there if you've probably bought into final fantasy 14 you've done it at this point when we talked about wow it's it's on the the, a new a new expansion came exactly out, right? exactly Something like that you know if like if all of a sudden final fantasy 14 tomorrow and i know about a year or so ago there was that point where they put out an expansion if you guys had been playing it at that point we would have covered it yeah and, and it just has to fit it has to be yeah it has to make sense a game like arc or fortnite just have has not made sense yet yeah um did we talk about apex i can't remember we might have we might have. Uh, but I don't and like, look, like, I would love to go back to Apex because I think that's the best Battle Royale game there is. I think that's by far the best one. You're not wrong, but I gotta, we gotta do an evaluation on our mod and our number one fan who's, whose main intent right now is to call us out on Twitch, <laughs> expose us as being dirty liars. Um, and that is not okay. Mods ban that guy. Um, but yeah, that, that, <laughs> Thank you for the email, Harrison. Don't let it be your last, sir. Write into us some more. Yeah. Tell us um, what, I mean, like if you've got some other game that you think we should cover that we're missing that is new, that that would be my suggestion, right? Like I am playing one game right now. There's another one that comes out this week. I think those are both interesting topics because they're new. We'll see how they turn out and we'll probably cover them down the road. That's that's all I want. Like if you're but on the other hand is like say you're someone who loves Warzone and your thing is that we're not covering the latest events of Warzone or Rocket League or Apex, Final Fantasy. Matter of fact, when we covered Warzone, it was when they switched the formula. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. It was a yeah. change in the norm. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's so. normally when we rise to the challenge on those things. We're gonna inception Nacho now. Nacho's actually having a dip for the night as well. Says so it to everyone. To everyone, have a good night and game on. Um, who is it? Future me. So he's gonna to listen tomorrow and he's gonna to remember this moment where he said game on. 
to everyone. And now he's Inception. So there that is. Um, so I love when we future Inception people. On that's that going to wrap it up for emails this week. We will pivot uh, to let's check our Discord. Do you want to do that? Or do you want to go, go to Twitter? Next? You, make, you make the call. You do both. You make the call right now. Um, only thing we got, we'll go to Discord. So we have the coolest Discord on the planet slash universe ever. If you want to be a um, part of that in a minute, I'll tell you how to do that. Uh, but we do have an email section. And from time to time, I go in there. And it's funny. Uh, last week uh, at Josh Drago, I'm sorry, just Josh Drago because we're on Discord. I didn't expect that message about us reminding you to get, you know, your shot and wear your mask. Uh, being a CDC podcast, it apparently made Josh happy. Josh, you make us happy. Thank you, sir. Um, and Tarana Tortoise, Torres, Torres, watching the, uh, he's watching the streamer play through Res 7 and added me personally and uh, said, dude, dude, dude. 2021 is a year for that live stream. I'm thinking some kind of charity stream. And he's talking about me playing Res 7 and VR. That can come to reality, ladies and gentlemen, because We're I have to make you now. play that both can, these games in VR back to back. That'll be great. But as promised, I told you, if you want to be a part of that Discord community and you're not right now, uh, I'll tell you how. Go to our Twitter, twitter.com. And look for at Weekly Games Chat. And on our homepage pinned is a an invite for you to join that exclusive community on Discord. We can't wait to have you. Uh, the boys and girls will play nice with you. Come on. Come join us. Okay. Uh, but this week on Twitter, uh, I want to give a shout out to Bravo24Actual, uh, who mentioned a, a user at Pip and Baby. Not sure if you listen to podcasts, but there's one called at Weekly Games Chat. Just three dudes from Georgia. I'm not from. Am I from Georgia? Uh, talking about games and game news. Your mom says you're from Georgia. <laughs> nothing pretentious, just dudes chatting. First of all, I'm going to like that tweet. Thank you, Bravo24. Uh, and what was very cool is at Pip and Bab- Baby said, ooh, I'll check it out. I like that that tweet as well. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, we don't have any direct messages that need to be read on air. Um, I think we're good there. On our home Twitter, let's go see if we have any new follow. Let's see if Pip and Baby followed us, huh? Oh, he did. Um, at Gamer Geek nineteen eighty two, thank you for the follow. Following you back. Uh, at Pip and Baby, <gasps> thank you very much for the follow. Following you back, and at Morehouse Eli, mm. thank you for the follow, sir. Following you back, Sprintware. Uh, that'll do it. Once again, the ways that we kind of get in touch with you guys, bring them all together. Emails, do weekly, do we, weekly games chat do I hit at the gmail.com. You can hit the button right now. Okay. Yeah. I'm hitting the button. the button. Hit the button. A weekly games chat at gmail.com. That's our email. Discord. There's an invite at Twitter at weekly games chat. You can see a pinned invite. You'll come over to Discord. It's great. I think that's going to do it for this week. This has been episode 305. 305 that's crazy that's crazy good times though good times um, apparently i should have hit it i feel like a little bit beforehand wait i got you okay at one so point one point we're gonna get like kind of down on a saturday like coach Kersinzi, nick saban me and you we're gonna iron out this timing we're gonna get everything is perfect but for now uh, 
I'm gonna go, Sean. Why don't you say something? I'm gonna tell you, you know, game on. You're gonna tell me game. Game on, Chris. Hey, game on, Sean. And then, because John's not here, it's just you and me. I'm gonna say, peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. 